But Ty, you don't really think you'd be happy with Josh. I mean, he's like this school nerd. And what? I'm some sort of mentally challenged airhead? Not even. I didn't say that. When it comes to guys, you think I'm only good enough in recycling your leftovers. (laughs) But I'm not good enough for Josh? I just don't think you mesh well. You don't think we mesh well? I mean, it's like, why am I even listening to you? You've never had a guy of your own, and you can't drive. That was way harsh, Ty. Uh, That accent was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I think it changed four different times. I think it was pretty close to the way that Brittany Murphy did it. I think it was exactly like Brittany Murphy, very consistent, and um, I think you have voice acting career in your future. I'll take so. all the old Brittany Murphy parts. Oh. I think there's a, a new Harley Quinn animated series that uh, may be reaching out to you <laughs> shortly. We're doing the novelization of Clueless, and they just botched like it's- the most famous line from that movie, which is, you're a virgin who can't drive. They took out most of the jokes. <laughs> the, really? Yeah. I mean, because a lot of the jokes involve like sex or uh, menstruation or drugs. And they're all a lot. A lot of the jokes involve menstruation. A lot. (laughs) Well, there's at least one very famous reference where she tells (laughs) Mr. Hall when she's explaining a tardy that she was surfing the Crimson Wade and had to haul ass to the ladies. That's such a gross way of putting it. And in this book, (laughs) she said that she had a bad reaction to the vegetarian chili. And I said that is slander against vegetarian food. It doesn't... (laughs) Doesn't give you food poisoning nearly as often as meat does. Unless Real. it's bad lettuce, which happens all the time, apparently. <laughs> Just don't eat lettuce, guys. Don't eat chipotle lettuce. Okay. Weren't, weren't uh, there poisoned onions in Canada or something? Probably. You there know were, what? I don't there know were bad red onions. I couldn't find onions at the Walmart by my house for three straight days. I wanted an onion. I didn't know you were such I, an onion fan. I, I take bites out of them like someone uh, in the Jode family riding, riding the rails. <laughs> going to have this onion. So, this time I didn't read the book, but I did watch the movie last night with Jess. Mm -hmm. I guess we all watched the movie last night. Um, So, I do have another song. Uh, It's based on my understanding of the movie, not the book. So, it's all about menstruation and (laughs) and, and And skating and smoking weed. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do kind of a song about the the story, but from uh, Paul Rudd's perspective. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you're midnight sunning clueless. Sure, why not? Okay. But I don't know. That's just the perspective I wrote from. Now, I don't want to disappoint anyone. I know the whole Coldplay thing has been a bit, but I thought I'd branch out and do something other than Coldplay for once, do do an original. So just a second here. <laughs> Love come true 
us all the things you do to make your dad mellow. I never noticed you until your date came through. He was a gay fellow. <laughs> Young Cher won't take her high school bow Upstairs I called you beautiful Do you know, you know I love you so Even though I'm your bro No, no, I no, I don't do it. I don't do it for the applause and the, and the clout. Uh, I I will say my only disappointment is I was hoping it was going to be a Boston song. <laughs> Actually, oh, here's what it, here's what I was thinking when I was doing this. If, in all seriousness, if Yellow had existed at the time this movie was made, it would 100% be on the soundtrack. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's the type of song that would be in the movie at least three times, but instead we had fake plastic trees. <laughs> multiple appearances mm-hmm. all right so well. let's should we just really should we start it yeah let's yeah. get started start it off And welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Josh. <laughs> He's going to do this the whole time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And Josh, what do we do on this podcast? Uh, we we now just watch a piece of media <laughs> and discuss it <laughs> that involves teens. And uh, what did we? Uh, well, we watched and read, read a, a media. This is our first novelization. We our first and last novelization. <laughs> Um, I mean, we read like a, a Friday the 13th series that is kind of world building, but it wasn't a novelization. Oh, it definitely had nothing to do with the movies, I assure you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's our first novelization. And what are we doing, Josh? Uh, we are doing Clueless, the 1995 film and novelization, apparently. <laughs> yes. When did the they, novel come out? Same year? Same year. I, yeah. That's when they they used to pretty much novelize novelize <laughs> novelize novelize. I, is that a word? Not, no, novelize. They yes. used to novelize pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Not everything, but like anything that was going to be like a big studio. Right. Yeah. It was a thing. Well, what's crazy is like as a kid, I never really read novelizations. The only novelization that I can clearly remember reading was the novelization of. Aladdin, and I think, wow, it was like a a scholastic thing. It was just like a novelization of the of the of the animated Disney film, and it was it was probably a younger reader book, like a 
like a goosebumps like a level. Yeah, 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 it wasn't like this is. No, more... they did not make that for adult. They didn't come out with that kind of novelization. No, 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 no. It's definitely not like, like a Star and Wars. Then or something. the the genie did a whole riff on <laughs> contemporary <laughs> references. And was... I would, I would, I would be interested in reading uh, the genie's part. <laughs> I, I in, in those. I don't remember. I think. I was just so excited to see the movie that when I saw the novelization in like my book order, I had to have it. And so Did, that's why you I read the, read the novel before the you yes. watched it. Yes. Wow. Yes. So so I know that when Empire Strikes Back came out, I believe the novelization came out first. Mm-hmm. And so people already knew the twist. Yeah. Uh, which seems very stupid. I think that's happened with like all the Star Wars Honestly, books, maybe. I'm trying to remember, though, if I read Aladdin before or after. Like, I can't remember if I read it before because I was so excited or if I read it after because I loved it so much. Because I, I loved Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid. Like, those are my three. That's like the holy trinity of Disney movies still to this day for me, at least for the animated movies. I didn't read them, novelizations, but I remember seeing them at, like, Walmart and stuff and yeah. being like, wait a minute. Who <laughs> who would read a book when you can just watch a movie? <laughs> So, okay, so I read exclusively novelizations when I was, like, 13, or movies that – I didn't really understand the difference between a novelization and a movie based on a book. <laughs> so I could basically – if I read the book to my parents – or read the book, I could tell my parents – because I could read a book. Mm-hmm. Even though it was PG-13, I could be like, I read the book. Mm-hmm. And so I I, I uh, read the original uh, book Batman Forever. <laughs> oh wow! And then I was able to go see that opening day by myself. I didn't have friends. Uh, how sad is that? Me sitting there yeah. watching like the Riddler. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Good movie um, though, bro. Good movie. That's uh, a movie that you see with your bros. I think I saw uh, it with it, my mom. But thanks, Blake. I'm trying to think what For else boys, I, I meant. What else I read? I do know when I got to Apollo 13. Which is like a pretty technical book about like space stuff. That's when I was like, never mind. I'm not gonna always read the book. <laughs> this is yeah, too. I get you. Well, uh, I will say that there is a market, a very niche niche market for novelizations. So if you are ever at a thrift store, and you probably know this as someone who buys yeah, yeah, and yeah. sells books, but and to our listeners too. But if you're ever at a thrift store and you see a novelization, you should look up the going price for it because there are it, certain novelizations like the halloween horror franchise that i mean if you find it you could probably sell it for three hundred dollars like so it's it's typically more stuff from like the 80s and 90s but Mm -hmm. it 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 would be stuff that's in a nerd subculture like Mm -hmm. friday the 13th Mm -hmm. 99th street that halloween all that stuff sells for a lot yeah but even uh, uh even cult classics some like uh adventures in babysitting like that kind of thing you could probably sell that for like 100 bucks easy so but not uh, Batman Forever. <laughs> I mean, you don't know that. I do know that. Oh, okay. That's sad. <laughs> There's a very rare and valuable uh, Godfather novelization based on the movie, based on the novel Godfather. Wait, is this true? No. no. Oh, damn. He, he's trying to rip. <laughs> I thought it, that'd be good, though, right? That would be that'd funny. Be good. Yeah. Like a dumb There down. are There are some novelizations based on the movie, based on a book. Oh, I've my seen those God. Before. Like, what can you think uh, of? Um, why though? I'm trying to think. Precious? No. <laughs> Why'd you hit me? Sorry. That was a love tap. 
Uh, well, I mean, there's... It, would, it wouldn't be okay. the Godfather. I, I forget. Go. It, it would have been something 90s. <laughs> Here you go. There's Emma by Jane Austen, which inspired Clueless, Ooh. which brought us the novelization of Clueless. Yeah, there you go. You brought, you brought it back around. H.B. Gilmore. Her name is Harriet B. Gilmore. What else did she write? Well, she wrote mainly novelizations. She did some for other teen movies and television shows. She did... Um, a Clarissa explains it all, boys. Um, <laughs> I'd write that. Pretty in Pink. So that's Read another that. teen one. And then she did more adult fare, like Godzilla. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Fatal Attraction, Saturday Night Fever, and for some reason, One Fine Day. There's a novelization of One Fine Day. Um, later, that's her- <laughs> a, a movie. Pretty much, no one probably. Uh, <laughs> remembers it's a george oh. clooney michelle pfeiffer jam you oh, guys okay. he's like carrying her on the cover right yep that's all i remember about it i saw that movie and that's all i remember about it never saw it yeah um she also did other books in the share series such as share negotiate or in the clue the series sorry there were more um share negotiates new york an american betty in paris and something <laughs> <laughs> something called achieving personal perfection um, I need to read them all. I didn't know yeah. there was a share series. Yeah, she also did Muppets books. Um, <laughs> one called Even Kermit Gets Angry. I'm going to uh, buy it for our friend Adam. CC and- Adam, CC Adam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then she had an original series that she co wrote with um, Randy Ricefield. And it was the, I don't know how to say it. I don't know if you say Tea Witches or Twitches, but it's, I think it's Teen Witches. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Teen Witches, Twitches for yeah. short. I like it. Yeah. So there were Ooh. 10 books published by Scholastic, and there was a Disney Channel movie based on the first book. So. Hey, can you um tell me, smell, can I stop what, this deadness What, what are you snorting? What okay. are you snorting? Is that so, glue? I'm going to be working part-time for a, a federal government agency. I'm not going to name it. FEMA. They, he is working for. FEMA. Uh, uh, for, I, I'm well, one I was of the. Say he's working for ICE. <laughs> I'm one of the people who goes into Portland and uh, kidnaps uh, kidnaps protesters. It's not true. So uh, Blake is just going to be driving the van. He's not going to be snatching. I'm just any the driver, guys, guys. It pays good money. It's got benefits and insurance. I'm like so. baby driver. Um, th- so they provided us with masks that do not fit me, and a big bottle of. Okay, hand- why does that hand sanitizer look like it's liquid? Because it is hand sanitizer that is that is liquid made by. Prairie Wolf Distillery. So smell that and t- tell me what that smells like. Get a real good whiff. It smells like fucking booze. It's tequila. Drink a, it, Blake. It's literally just tequila in a bottle. It's serious. Like, smell it again. Oh, God. It really does smell like cheap tequila. Yeah, like the like the bottom shelf stuff. Put, on, put a little bit on it. It's just it's pure liquid. No, I'm not oh going to rub that booze. But booze now my hands hand. smell like. Cinco oh, de Mayo. God. It smells like a party in here. This is what they gave us. This is what our our federal government thinks of us, that we're a bunch of I vote we just drink hounds. that. I, if we run out of, of real alcohol, <laughs> you better believe I, I'm not above getting into that. All right, continue. All right. So anyway, I guess we can talk about our uh, – if anyone has a drink or theme uh, refreshment. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. Now's the time to talk about it. Blake, what do you have? I want to talk about – Prairie Wolf Distillery Tequila. <laughs> it's the cheapest. Uh, it comes in a really convenient bottle with a flip top cap, and it'll also sanitize your hands. So it's a dual purpose. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, so last time I got my theme 
for Clueless on the Babysitter's Club. So I'm doing mm-hmm. my Babysitter's mm-hmm. Club theme today. Uh, since Claudia likes uh, candies mm-hmm. and things, I'm eating a chocolate bar, which is called the Joe Bar. Uh, it has <laughs> Joe Biden on it, and it says no more malarkey. Ooh. So that's a chocolate bar that tastes just like every other chocolate bar, but I paid $4 for it because the... Uh, <laughs> but it contains no malarkey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not getting that on your from a Dove bar. Plenty of malarkey. Yep. And then I'm drinking a uh, a Fago orange soda. Nice. Like the babysitters would do. They would not drink. The, the babysitters are juggalettes, right? Uh, uh, Marianne's. Oh, oh right, totally, right, right, totally. Right. Yeah. She has a hatchet man tattoo on her on her lower back. I'm drinking <laughs> a diet Dr Pepper because Cher likes to watch her weight. So what does she drink? She drinks juice. I don't know what else she drinks. I don't know. I honestly had a Bloody Mary before this, and I couldn't think of anything that would go well after drinking a Bloody Mary. Why is Josh holding up a cat like it's a pelt? (laughs) That's the only thing he responds to. (laughs) Does he ever let you, like, hold him and cuddle up on you or anything? No. Never. Let me do this. It looks like you're really abusing that cat. Oscar is just curled up at our feet. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why he hey, does this. Hey, just don't this. wake him up. He's being he quiet. He just does this while we podcast. Not not any other time. He just wants to hang out. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Well. Let's push on through. Here we go. It's time to do Clueless. Chapter one. Um, I'm just going to assume that everyone has seen Clueless that listens to and this, this is, podcast. This is where you're wrong. So I did this <laughs> poll when we were going to do this like a month ago or mm-hmm. when we talked about doing this. Uh, and I specifically said, even though people still vote on polls, if you tell them not to. I said, I said, don't answer this if you're over 30. It's for youth only. Have you seen Clueless? And out of a small sampling of people who have made the mistake of following me, uh, out of 28 votes, 42.9% said no. Well, I'm sad for them. But that and means it, more than half did. That's kind of, that's that's not bad. Yeah, I should have had it skew younger. It should have been under, under <laughs> don't answer if you're under 25. And what got me thinking about that was, I had two like college age students come into the store and they wanted Emma because they had just seen the movie and I referenced clueless mm. and they said, I forget exactly what they said, but basically the subtext was that's an old person. It was something like they basically said, that's a super old movie, right? <laughs> I love that they are, are buying a book. That's what? 150 years old. I'm just guessing here, <laughs> but they call clueless old. How dare they? How it's dare tw- they? It's 25 years old, folks. This is is still a youngin, um, as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's a young millennial. I mean, I'm going to still guess that most of our listeners have seen Clueless. I'm sorry. Mm. Most of our listeners are probably over their 30s. So Yeah. But if you haven't mm. seen it, you should. Um, That's fucking Netflix. Just watch it. Yeah. Is it still on Netflix? I thought they took it off. Tell them I how, watched on Netflix ha- how did we Oh, did you? It. Okay, good. Good. Huh? So uh, tell them about the Met, how we watched it. Oh, I ordered a 25-year anniversary Blu-ray steelbook, and that's how Blake and I watched it. Like last sophisticated night. adults, <laughs> we we watched a steelbook disc. Yeah. When I finished it on uh, on Netflix, it tried to get me to watch some true crime show called uh, like Most Wanted, <laughs> like Murderers Most Wanted, or something like that. Just, just trying to enjoy the credits here. Yeah. Nope. That's a, it's that's time the for you to watch way. Some kidnapping and murder. Now that you've enjoyed this fun little romantic comedy. 
Yeah. Where someone is going to bone down her brother. <laughs> Step brother. Step brother. God. We can get into the morality we of this will. relationship later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think her dad sanctions it and approves it, so. I don't care what her dad thinks. I care about what God thinks. <laughs> right. I don't well, care about God. God might be okay with it. God is not okay with it. I mean, have, God's you, fine. have you read the Bible? Uh, Adam and Eve's kids were... Uh, How, what do you were, think happened there? They were making their own... Uh, if you guys want to just straight make an, uh, an argument for incest, I will allow that. <laughs> it's not incest if you're not from the same mother or father. It's creepy. It's, I never look, said it wasn't creepy. I'm but... just saying it's not incest, but it's it's like a Pornhub thing. Like, not really I my mean, brother... I mean, Clueless, Clueless really uh, got the ball rolling. <laughs> it started on America's on America's uh, seemingly sudden love of of, intre- uh, of incest. Step step sibling, uh, yeah, monkeying around. Uh, well, Josh, what did you think of the uh, the opening chapter when in the movie we're introduced to Cher and her friends in a series of montages uh, set to uh, cover of Kids in America. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Cher is talking about all horror friends. You know, they they live in Beverly Hills. They look like they're in a Noxima commercial. Blah blah blah. But in the book, it's a dream that yeah. she has. Right? Didn't love it. Didn't love it. Yeah. It was a weird device of how she introduces her friends and her life in a dream, and it's a dream in which it turns into a dream about her mother who is dead. And there's a weird part of the dream when her mom reaches out and strokes Cher's face. And says, clueless. What? <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Her mom has the titular line. What? Her dead mother in a dream. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. So, anyway, that's how we're introduced to Cher and her mom and her life and her dad. I don't know why they couldn't have just used essentially the same kind of narration where she introduces. Right. Like, hey, me and my friends, we look like. You know, we're cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just a really weird way to do it. I I thought Cher's voice was kind of weird throughout the book too. Oh um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought in the movie nothing that the Cher character does, as played by Alicia Silverstone, ever seems cruel or mean. Um, yeah, she's not a mean person. But in the book, she says some things about people and their bodies that I thought were mean and not nice. Yeah. Uh, especially concerning the maid, uh, Lucy. Their who ex- is who is in this book, uh, especially in that first chapter, they really flesh out this character. <laughs> where There's a thing where she's hiding from the dad so, she, so he can't ask her to do work because he's afraid that she'll get fired and not get paid. If if he sees that she's around. Yeah. And there's also a thing where, where Shadow comments on her body and talks about how she bought her like a cute French maid outfit <laughs> because she thought it would be cute for their 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 housekeeper to walk around in a French maid outfit. And then she describes it saying as the white ruffled French apron tied around her shiny black uniform now looked like a bib on a truck. Oh God. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Uh, such 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 evocative writing. Yeah, oh. she also. I mean, she comments on her her weight throughout the book, and there's also a weird relationship with, like, a weird joke. I don't know what I can't remember what happens, but Jose is like the groundskeeper 
And she says he's never in the the movie, right? I think they mention him briefly, maybe. Okay, but in the book, oh, maybe maybe when she's talking about the garden party, maybe. But in the book, there's a scene where she does something like throws something at him, but he throws it right back at her, like an orange window. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. So it's like she has this weird antagonistic relationship with the hired help at her home. Yeah. Um, and she just seems more judgmental and and not as nice or sweet as the share character in the film. Yeah. yeah. So, and I honestly don't know how novelizations are written. Um, I'm guessing they have the script and they have to get it written before the movie so it can be released and published simultaneously. Yeah. With yeah. the movie. So, and I'm guessing that scripts get a lot of rewrites or changes in shooting and in post-production and things like that. Yeah, Elton in in the in the novel, he wants to go to the quad to get his Smashing Pumpkin CD. Not but in the movie, copy. it's his, yeah. And mm-hmm. I will say, Cranberries is way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so too. <laughs> way more lame. Uh, yeah, Elton is a weird character too, and I wonder if there was a bigger uh, part for him originally. Maybe it was just trimmed to keep the movie nice and concise. But there's a scene when she is calling him. And she describes his room as like a recording studio that he calls his bedroom. Do you remember? Yeah. And the whole time they're talking, he keeps changing the music. Like from, I don't know, Massive Attack to... Coolio. Coolio. (laughs) Yeah. And I realized that Elton is one of those asshole iPod boys that I hate. Which I never was a big... No one likes Elton, right? Everyone thinks he's a jerk, right? I mean, he. Who would li- why would anyone like Elton? What does she do in this movie to make his, us like him? Nothing, and nothing in the book either. But he's definitely one of the uh, iPod music boys who, in the um, aughts, when iPods were new and a thing, you go to a party and you're all grooving, and then the iPod boy shows up, and he's the guy who disconnects whatever music you're listening to. Says, "Pass to. me the ox. I'm going to keep it for the rest of the Hooks night." Hooks up his music and makes <laughs> everyone listen to his fucking animal collective yeah. bullshit all night like no it, dude it, no one wants it, to listen to that look he's just providing a service he's djing this party where he is going to stand there and pick songs for the next six hours he has better taste than you he uh, that's the what he provides i mean that's actually that's actually true of any playlist i've ever made for any party uh whoever's going to do that does have better taste than me and they are doing everyone a favor <laughs> yeah i don't think that's true at my parties and i do not appreciate it i've selected some, the music at some point I'm just like, I'm putting the killers on shuffle <laughs> discography. You know what? I'd be fine with that, Josh. I mean, I've done it before and you've been there. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate it. Our six-year-old niece would be a big fan of, of that. She so. did yell at us last uh, week in that the killers are the best band ever. So New album coming out uh, two weeks. I'm sure she's psyched. First Get her in into line. Brandon Flowers' solo stuff. <laughs> okay. Ooh. I'll see what I can do. Um Anyway, yeah, so, I mean, we get the um, introduction to Cher and her friends, um, and it basically follows the movie, I mean, exclusively. Yes, this novelization follows the movie. (laughs) Well, I was trying to think if there was anything additional. I mean, I guess, like, the ending is a little bit more extended. They mostly just subtracted stuff. They really did, and they subtracted (laughs) some of the best scenes. No jokes allowed. Or jokes. I I also, but I do think it is hard to get the tone of the movie in print. I, I, I feel like it doesn't work in a book. Yeah. If you're trying to adhere to the tone of the movie too closely. I don't know. There's a lot of visual stuff that isn't funny when you 
It's how they deliver it in the movie. It's their performance. Well, and there's also where the author of this, where Gilmore tries to describe the visual jokes. Like, for instance, when Cher is waiting for Christian to call. And the phone is filmed, like, framed to look like the um, the monolith. Is that right? Yeah. Does she, is she like, and then the 2001 uh, music like plays. The theme yeah, yeah. plays, and then the the, cell, the the portable phone is framed to look like the monolith. It's the black monolith. And it's a hamburger yeah. phone as a reference to Juno. <laughs> <laughs> as a very uh, early precursor. Hey, how do you Juno. do that joke in a book? Uh, it, she describes it. it. Hold on. I got to... See how do you do? It. How do you describe how... non-diegetic music? <laughs> I don't think she describes the music. She well, it describes does, it something work without like that. How the phone looks like a monolith. Okay, well that's silly. But that doesn't that doesn't work. No, exactly. Yeah. How does she describe the the guys in like the jinkos that are walking? Okay. Here's how she describes um, the monolith. She said. Christian had said he'd call me on Sunday, which in boy time meant around Thursday. So you can imagine my astonishment when I actually heard from him the next day. I was in my father's room, choosing outfits for him and laying them on his bed. My portable phone rang. It was parked on the night table. It's black and sits straight up like the slab that made the apes get smart in 2001. Okay, I've changed my mind. That's kind of funny. Because that... Because she says, made the apes get smart. That's a good line. That's not in the movie, but I get the joke now. Yeah. She also does it again whenever she realizes that she's butt crazy in love with Josh. <laughs> um, then I remembered this video Christian had brought over. It was called Gigi. It was about this rich French guy who could have any girl he wanted. He gets all confused. He walks past this fountain in Paris. Suddenly, he realizes he's in love with Gigi, this girl he's known since he was since she was a kid. She's been growing up right under his nose all the time. The minute he gets it, that she's the one, the fountain goes off like fireworks, spurting all these colors. That was what it reminded me of. Me walking around a fountain just like the French guy, only in Beverly Hills. Me thinking about someone who'd grown up right under my nose. Blah, blah, blah. But referencing the allusion to Gigi that the film made. Trying to explain it to the readers. Well, I don't know Gigi, so I still don't get it. But anyway. Yeah, so there are. They do try to explain like some of the visual uh, allusions and gags. It's just kind of hard, I think, to do. Um, So... Yeah, I don't know. There was just some weird things. I did write all the differences, like Elton looking for smashing pumpkins, not cranberries. Um, there was a really dumb line I hated that said, "Share was." I mean, Cher just says, "Dusk was falling" or whatever. <laughs> I don't know why. No, I wrote that. I wrote that. I, I thought that was yeah. <laughs> I thought that was them trying to uh, capture the tone and right. failing. Yeah, very. You gotta get it. Kind of get the dialect in there somehow. Yeah. So, in case you've never seen the movie Clueless. Um, Cher uh, gets her report card, and that's kind of what triggers her do-gooding. Um, she decides they're lowballing me, Daddy. She decides she doesn't like her <laughs> grades, and she's going to take tips from her litigator father, and she's going to argue her grades uh, to higher grades, get higher marks on her report card. And um, so she gets the her gym teacher, Mrs. Stoger, um, bumps her C to a B after they both agree that men are pigs. Miss right. um, <laughs> Geist, in her history teacher, changes her grade to a B plus after Cher agrees to start a letter writing campaign to her congressman about violations of the Clean Air Act. Um, but Mr. Hall was brutally rigid. <laughs> That's Wallace Shawn. <laughs> and she were says, you to, "What do? What were you doing there, Blake? Yeah, do it, Blake." I said, "I said that's Wallace Shawn." Oh, I thought you were going to do his I, voice. Oh, I thought he was doing a voice at the end. Yeah. Uh, 
in the movie, she says, and it's a really funny line. She says, what that man needs is a good, healthy boink fest. But in the book, (laughs) it's what that man needs is a good, healthy relationship. No, he needs a (laughs) boink fest. In the... In the fiction, the character is a virgin. So imagine a virgin saying "boink fest." Boink fest. <laughs> I mean, I would have like, said that I as a kid. You, when I was a virgin, I was saying stuff like "boink fest." I, totally. I was saying dumb stuff, but I don't think "boink fest." I'm sure I was even them. saying things like "I'd do Gavin Rossdale." Jessica, you're 15. You wouldn't know where I, to put a peenie if it came out. I you. would let him have sex on me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do it with Gavin Rossdale. So anyway. They decide to get him hooked up for a boink fest. She and Dion are going to hook up Mr. Hall and Miss Geist. They are both single teachers. So they, she and Dion start scheming on ways to uh, get the two teachers to uh, fall for each other, including a brief makeover of Miss Geist where they just take clips out of her hair. In, in the hallway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They kind of um, spit on their hands, basically, and like fix... And then she turns into a pink lady from Greece after like two (laughs) seconds of uh, she has a neckerchief and everything. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Mr. Hall is giving out the tardy slips. And I think we kind of talked about this when he said Cher had two or three tardies and she asked him to name the occasions of the said tardies. And he said one was just last week. And that's when she said, oh, Mr. Hall, I was surfing the crimson wave. I had to haul ass to the ladies. And he replies with like, I'm assuming you mean women's business or something. But in the book, she said, um, the school was serving vegetarian chili. Half the school was hurling in the lounge. I was deadly ill. So they cut off any mention of her period in the book. And I'm just trying to figure out, because the movie is rated PG-13. and it The Babysitter's Club is more radical than uh, <laughs> this, than this novelization. Yeah, I just, I'm trying to figure out, because the movie itself is rated PG-13. The people who would buy this book are people who want to see the movie or have seen the movie. Why does it matter? Can I point out that Josh's little childhood trick uh, would not have worked in this case, because the novelization is actually less dirty than the movie, so... If you read this, you couldn't say to your parents, well, I've already, I've well, heard it all. they don't know the content. Yeah. They don't know the content of the things. But you would have to lie. You'd be I going I wouldn't have in... to lie. I didn't know what's in the movie. Yeah. I think it's rated PG-13 for a gay boy <laughs> being in it. <laughs> Which actually, that might be what, like, what's, what's really, maybe they swear some? And a lesbian coach. There's, there's drug references. Oh, drugs. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot. And okay. then there's they sex smoke, references. She smokes weed. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all it's not boink fest. Yeah, that that'll get you PG thirteen. Yeah. I mean it's just it's just allusions to sexual activity. It doesn't ever really show anything other than making out between a a, a uh, girl and her stepbrother. Let so some light rated PG thirteen for drug references, uh writing the crimson wave and incest. <laughs> they say the word shit. Light incest. Light incest. Yeah. Light incest. Um so one other thing I want to talk about is the characterization of Josh in the book, because in the movie, he's played by babyface sweetie Paul Rudd, and uh, not the kind of guy you would think of as someone who has a killer bod lurking underneath his grunge wear, you know? Cher hates muscles. But in Yeah, the, Cher does hate muscles. In the book, listen, there's remember the scene when she goes out to when get a ride, reading, and he's reading... Oh. oh, I have a comment on When he's by the pool? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's fully dressed from head to toe, has sunglasses on, right? Yeah, it's like his goth look. Yeah. 
or an industrial metal look. Uh. Okay, so she is describing, she says, I left Daddy's office and went in search of Josh. I spotted his oily pecs broiling in the sun. What? They looked surprisingly sturdy, as if old Josh had wiled away his dreary Seattle days pumping iron. Book so, Bookshare does not hate muscles, I don't think. Exactly. Yeah, it's weird. Was, was, he doing, was he reading the Nietzsche? Yeah, in the I, book he is, too. I think so, but he also later on recommends that Ty read it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is so... I know we're not doing the movie, but I have to point out that they made a really funny prop Nietzsche book where they put the Friedrich Nietzsche in giant letters like on the back of the book. So that... Because that's the the part of it that faces... The camera? The camera. Wait, is that right? It, it's it's to, it's a total fake out. It's a total fake I think fake it's the right jacket. cover. I think they flipped the book jacket around. No, no, no. They just... They edited the book jacket or they they pasted but it, but it on but it's a real it's a modern library edition right yeah look it up oh on, no i honestly think that i actually think that's what it looks like the real ha- one it has his name in giant letters on the yes. back i believe so okay oh. it seemed a little too convenient yeah, yeah no 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 yeah that's exactly how it looks All that's right. real that's yeah. that's just a coincidence then never mind yeah cut it um, okay. <laughs> yeah, but cut everything you're wrong about. Yeah. Because they also would have done it later when uh, when he's reading Burroughs' Junkie yeah. in class. Christian is later reading Junkie, which yeah. should be a clue also. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're um, homosexual if you're reading uh, William S. Burroughs, but William S. Burroughs is a famous homosexual. So interesting uh, that Christian was reading his work. Uh, <laughs> Very interesting. That- is that a whole record behind you? Ooh. What? <laughs> oh, Hole. Hole the band hole, yes. It, Josh's favorite new band. I'm the number one uh, Hole fan in the Springfield area. That's not true at all. I am, but you can yeah, tell yourself uh, I'm sorry, you're wrong. I'm on day four, and I've listened to two albums like three times each. Wow. So I'm the number one Hole. We, go show me all your Hole records. We <laughs> okay, Blake, we go get them. <laughs> we were listening no, to that one last night. Yeah, we did. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. You can uh, be the number two whole fan in the Springfield area. I'm number one in the world, baby. So try again. <laughs> uh, God, I keep losing my place because I'm getting confused between the book and the movie, even though they're exactly I, I, the same. I like the idea of him out there shirtless still reading Beyond Good and <laughs> Good People. <laughs> With his pecs oiled up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why'd they have to add that? So also, also, she shouldn't really be noticing him at this point. Mm-hmm. No. But I guess they're just planting that seed. They're planting that seed. Well, they they plant it when he starts commenting on her body, like, the first time we see him. Like, doesn't he? I think he says something like, you've really filled out there. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He sounds way sleazier than the movie, Josh. He's talking to, what, a 15-year-old, 16-year-old? No, that's in in the movie, I mean. Yeah, I don't remember that in the book. It's in the movie. Whenever, Yeah, yeah, whenever he's first introduced. I like the refrigerator in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's in the kitchen scene. So, anyway. Yikes. Okay, so they do a thing that makes no sense. So um, Mr. Hall and Miss Geist are sharing this uh, fancy French roast coffee that Cher brought from home. Um, that's when she drops the what word, Josh? The R word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bad one. The bad R word. I don't know what the other R word is. Not, words not the good be. R word. I mean, almost every other R word is good except for this one. Anyway, Religion? Come on, Jessica. Okay, that's not good. So what? what were you getting at? Um, well, in the scene, Mr. Hall and Miss Geist famously sit with their legs crossed together, 
And I believe Dion says, oh, look, their legs are crossed together. That's an unequivocal sex invite. And in the book, they take out the word sex. It just says an unequivocal invite. <laughs> I mean, it's an invitation for whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I, you're I like for. the idea that, that that the person actually finished it with all of the uh, sex stuff in there, and someone just went through and edited yeah. it. Out. Like, that, uh, how do I clean this up? Just pull it towards sex. Yeah, it'll be the same thing. That literally might have been what happened at the editing stage. <laughs> I think so. So, um, Cher is so happy with her good deeds, with getting these two teachers together, that she decides she wants to to do more good. And that day at school, a new student is introduced, and it is Ty, played by Brittany Murphy, R.I.P. With a flawless, a flawless, uh, like, Brooklyn accent. She grew up in Jersey. Learned learned this watching special features last night. We did. We watched a couple uh, special features. So this accent comes from the heart <laughs> so they see die or tie not die and Cher's like oh let's help her and dion's like that girl's toe up there's no way i'm helping this girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> like our stock will plummet yes and uh Cher finally convinces her to um agree to a makeover to help tie out they're going to give her a makeover they're going to introduce her to the cool kids because she is so adorably clueless like she needs their help um so they introduce themselves to Ty. Um, whenever they're walking to lunch, I believe um, Ty asks in the movie for some herbal refreshment. And the girls are like, oh, it's almost lunch. We'll get some. Co- we don't have tea or anything, but we have some Coke. And that's when Ty says, no shit, you got Coke here? I can't do an <laughs> accent at all. That's pretty accurate. As uh, what that's, had, yeah. that's gone, by the way. From so they the don't book. have that little line at Mm-mm. all? No. And also, um, Cher gives Ty a speech about the um, the burnouts, the stoner kids. Yeah. And well, she, she, she does the whole, like, thing that they do in every movie. Like, let me show you who or who. Yeah. That's the Persian Mafia. Those yeah. are these people. <laughs> Which, the Persian Mafia guys have a bigger spot in the book. Yeah, because who the hell are those guys? They're just the Persian Mafia guys, you know? Yeah. Um, like we're supposed to know what that means? Uh, we'll read the book. It'll flesh them out for you. <laughs> oh, okay. There's also like the cool crowd, which is their crowd, of course, course which is led by Elton. Or Elton. Elton. I'm trying Elton. to think of how Ty says it. Elton. Yeah. She would say, uh, she would drop the T. Yeah. And there are... Uh, the Who is not cool, by the way. He sucks. No. He's uh, he, he sexually assaults women. He, he, he is a rich, he's a rich kid. His dad's like a record producer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something uh, like that. Well, they're all rich kids, except for maybe Ty. Right. I don't know anything about Ty's family, but Dion yeah, and no, Cher are unbelievably rich. Yeah, I'm guessing she's more someone whose uh, parent or parents moved her into the district to try to get her into a good school. You know what I mean? Because she's like, I've never seen a house like this before. Like, yeah. she's impressed by everything. Well, and- I, th- I think in, like, whenever we were watching the movie, like... um the extras, Amy Heckerling didn't want to make the class distinction stand out so much, but the, the, the kids maybe who didn't come from the wealth that Cher and her friends had were like the grunge kids, if that makes sense, or the stoner yeah. kids. Like they were obviously not the ones who were wearing couture to school, but to kind of um, display that instead of making it about class, she made it more about like their um, cliques. Ty, I guess. Ty comes in dressed like a kid in 1995 would have actually dressed yes right <laughs> she's wearing like corduroy baggy corduroys a baggy troll t-shirt with a troll doll yeah. on it <laughs> and, 
And then like a, a big baggy a flannel, flannel, no makeup, and her hair is just like p- messy yeah. and piled up on her hair and like is a strange red color. It's like very she's spray painted. A, 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 big, a big part of Cher's makeover thing is just taking down people's hair. Yeah, pretty and much. W- washing all the red out because it comes right. out with water. Yeah. <laughs> very easy to rinse out that red. And also just, you know, uh, making them show their midriff. Just oh, yeah. Right. I mean, you, it you, was 95. You got to do that. Yeah. You yeah. got to show yeah. the mid. Yeah. And also what's crazy is Brittany Murphy was 16 when she filmed this. Like she was literally a baby. And I believe Stacy Dash, who plays Dion, was almost 30. This, she was 28. This blew me away. <laughs> yeah. Stacy Dash was freaking 28. That explains her huge, like, boomer mind uh, MAGA turn. <laughs> Is, yeah, is, she she's 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 seventy five now. She's yeah. not even the same generation as Silverstone and Brittany Murphy were. No, Silverstone would be a millennial, and she's Stacy would be a Gen Xer. Which not would she? Early era Gen Xer, right? Silverstone would be Gen X, and Stacy Dash she's is older than me. She's older than me. Oh, yeah. okay, I'm just okay. Barely hanging on to millennial. Right. For some reason, if, I wait, was like, if she's, she's o- my age, but I was like, wait, no, I was not. If she's older age. than. Pete Buttigieg, she's Gen X. That's how you know. I think Stacey Dash was, is from the greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was funny in the book and maybe a little bit prescient on the part of H.B. Gilmore, and I don't know if this was dialogue that was edited out later because I don't remember it from the movie, but it's whenever in the very opening scene when Murray and Dion, who have a very tumultuous, uh, d- dramatic relationship. That's, uh, what's his name? Faison? Donald Faison. Donald Faison. Yeah, plays plays Murray. Um she they're fighting about like a piece of like like a weave that she found in his car or something. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A uh, braid. She found an extension. Yes, an extension. And it's it's she's she accuses him of dating Shawana <laughs> and he says, You should get a job at the Fox Network. You have a real talent for fabrication. What? What? That's, that's what he says to her. In the book? In the book. But not the movie. Not the movie. No. In the book. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. And isn't she pretty that, much a talking head for Fox News now? That yeah. would have just been regular Fox, though, at that time. True, but right, I wasn't mean. wasn't a Fox News, but that's still kind of insane that that was right. the line. Yeah. It wasn't ABC News. It was Fox News. Look up Stacey Dash if you want to be real depressed, If you want to be really sad, yeah. It's, it's just sad because this movie... It's just it's just if so you were sweet like, and fun. Oh, look at that that beautiful yeah. girl with the striking eyes. She's going places. Um, you're gonna be disappointed. She She'll... did go. She did go places well... to the panel on Sean Hannity's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was on, I think, the Clueless TV show briefly, right? When that was yeah, a thing. Yeah, she like <sighs> they. I think they tried to get as many people back, and obviously they couldn't get Silverstone because she was busy making Blast from the Past or whatever. <laughs> Batman uh, excess and Robin. Baggage. Yeah, she was Batgirl. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And they definitely Jeremy Sisto probably said hell no. I don't know if Donald Faison. I never watched it because I, I believe he was on it. <laughs> was he? And and I think the girl who played Amber, Elise Donovan, I think she was on it too. She, she that sounds right. Yeah. I never watched it because. Not my share, not my canon. Not gonna do it. Who played Cher on it? It was some, the, they just got some new blonde. It was a it, oh wait, it's the girl and who the, the girl of Flight of the Concord. Girl from Flight of the Concord. Oh, okay, yes, the so very the, first episode. A blonde lady. Mm-hmm. The dad was played by that guy. It's not. It's not Dan Hyde. It's not him. It's not the dad. But it's it's the dad. It's it's 
a guy that has gray hair. You'd know if you saw him because he was in a ton of stuff in that era. But Danny not, not a good enough dad. <laughs> it's not Danny Aiello. <laughs> but as 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 the pizza owner from uh, Do the Right Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, back to Ty's first day. So Cher, Ty meets this guy she thinks is really interesting in the lunch line. And it's Travis Birkenstock, who is the school stoner. I mean, just the funny yeah. stoner guy. Slash skater. Look, we, we laugh at things that they say, of course. But, mm-hmm. but no <laughs> respectable date girl dates them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She has a speech on burnout. She calls them boardies. I think in the movie they call them loadies. Loadies, yeah. Yes. What is that even? I've never heard. They get that. loaded. Like, I think it's like a combination of getting being loaded and roadies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but they call them boardies, as in skaters, I guess. Here, and um, in the movie, she says, "I think that's when she says Ty is someone who is older than you because she was born in April." She asks, she's like, <laughs> when, "When's your birthday?" <laughs> <laughs> and Ty's like May, and Cher says, "Well, is someone I was born in April, and is someone older than you? Let me give you some advice." All right. That's when Dion should have said, as someone who was born 25 years before <laughs> either of you, let me give you some advice. Oh, um, basically, she says, it is one thing to be at a party and spark up a doobie and get laced, but it's another to spend your day fried. What's, um, the, what's the novel version? The of novel that? version I, is, Ty, I don't want to sound judgmental and all, but it's one thing to have a friend who's, well, funny. And it's quite another <laughs> to have one who's totally fried. God, they might as well have said, like, funny cigarettes or something. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, her advice is not wrong there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the, the other thing that one of my other favorite lines is whenever um, I think it's the first day they bring her to school after her makeover and they're walking into school, like in the famous, you know, cool girls walk into school scenes that every movie has. And they have Ty with them and she's debuting her new look. And Cher says, you have something that no one else in this school has. And oh, that's shit. When I'm Ty not a goes, virgin. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> that's gone from the book. And that's uh, so sad because that's one of my. What did she say? I don't, I don't know that they say anything about it. Oh. I don't even think that. I don't think that's in there. Yeah. I guess you have to you just drop drop stuff instead of. Just, just drop like, jokes. Yeah. That Cher, I've them. never invited a boy over before or whatever. <laughs> I've oh. never gone steady. <laughs> I've never turned my I've never turned my knees open as an invitation or whatever they say earlier. An unequivocal invitation. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, um. That's uh. She takes photos of the crew because Cher's into photography and she wants to get everyone together. And then um. She takes Ty to her house to hang out, and that's when Josh's favorite scene occurs is at dinner time. Josh, what Hell happens? yeah. Uh, the dad is walking in. Ty is sitting in his chair. And he says, or she, she says, Daddy, this is my friend Ty. And he says, get out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I was so glad that was not tainted. Like that. Right. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> that happens exactly the same in the Exactly book? the same. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I even boy. wrote. It's all in the delivery. Yeah. Is the yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. yeah, just get out of my chair. It's kind of funny in print, <laughs> but it's the way he says it. Before <laughs> she can finish introducing this person. It's just... Yeah. Uh, so they decide to go make a cameo at a party out in the valley, which they had earlier nixed whenever um, Travis had handed yeah, why them did a flyer and Why did they decide to go there? Is it because Elton's there? I think it's because Elton decided they can all make an appearance because Elton is okay. like the leader of their crew. 
terrible leader. Again, I don't. Yeah. He's the least cool guy. He I don't sucks. know. His little vest is stupid. Yeah. I don't know. And honestly, for a music guy, he's got shitty taste in music. Crazy. Why is he not listening to the fucking Pixies? A cool music guy in the mid. He should be like he's my pavement CD. Yeah. He's listening. He's listening to Morrissey in the car. Yeah, he does listen to Morrissey, but Morrissey also sucks as a human, which we've talked in the, about. In the, book, in, in the book. In the in the movie, he's I he's don't know, singing he's along to a cranberry song. Turn away. Okay. Yeah, it's a cranberry song. Linger. But he does not have. He has very mainstream music taste. Coolio, come on. <laughs> Coolio. I mean, his music taste is stuff that they wanted on the original soundtrack in the movie. <laughs> like, it's artists that, like, Universal or whoever needed to promote. I'm into kind of underground stuff. Have you heard of Coolio? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Blues Travelers 4? Do you know Runaround? <laughs> what do you guys think about this new folk band called Counting Crows? <laughs> But anyway, yeah, not even a great music guy. Sorry. If he came over with his iPod to one of my parties. And just put on Cheryl Crow's Tuesday Night Music Club <laughs> front to back. Okay, I might be into that. There were multiple Radiohead songs in there somewhere, which was weird to me. Mm. They tried to cram in now. Maybe re- Amy Hecker yeah, was I, just I, a fan I, of Radiohead. I, that must have been it. Like, that had to I been. don't know. Um, so they go to the party. Um, whenever they get there, Elton is bitching about EMF being played. EMF. How is that any better than Coolio? Like, how is that any worse is what I'm saying. EMF had that one hit song and it was unbelievable. It's a song that's like, you're unbelievable. Whoa. No, Coolio's much better than that. I'm sorry. I would rather EMF. I'd rather do unbelievable. I would want a different Coolio song. I don't like rolling with the homies. I would say put me on a fantastic voyage. Yeah, isn't that the song that they reference all the time in the book? Though is Fantastic Voyage. It's not Rolling with the Homies. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so later on, as Ty sounded like, "What about uh, when we were like Fantastic Voyage?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come along and ride with. The- no, that's what she would say. Remember when we were like slide, slide, slippity slide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember that. <laughs> Oh, Ty. That's our song. So, <laughs> so when they get there, Elton, of course, is being the worst and bitching about EMF. And he probably goes and hooks up his Walkman. I don't know how you would do it in 1995. Um, Give me the ox. I'm going <laughs> to plug in my boom box. My discman. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know how it works. <laughs> anyway, so at the party, um, there's a lot of drama between uh, Dion and Murray because Murray decides to shave his head. So she she's disproportionately angry about this. Yes, like this pissed he me had, off. Like a tangle hat on the whole. I time. know. You I already s- assumed he had a shaved head. I no did one, too. No one has ever seen Donald Faison's hair, and that's a fact. Don't don't check me on that. <laughs> I have seen on Scrubs on flashback episodes. He had like a kid in play. Yeah, it's they, a like, fucking flat- like, a, like a flat top. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. real like, hair. As a bald man, I was offended that she was offended that he was bald and he looked just fine. He looked like he's supposed to look. I yeah. thought he looked great with his head. Yeah. And honestly, like you said, I don't think I ever saw his no. hair once in the movie the, because he always had a Kangle hat just on. Just keep that Kangle hat on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, okay, does he have the the part that makes me maybe laugh more than anything in the movie is is his line toward, somewhere toward the beginning. Is that in the book 
where he's talking about misogynistic terms or something. How a lot of oh, street yeah. language has mocking, <laughs> but not necessarily misogynistic like, undertones. Yeah. Yeah. This, this and that's break. when Ty says, you guys are all so smart here. <laughs> Talk like grown-ups. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a really good school. It's the way he says it, though. And he walks away giggling after he's... <laughs> Yeah, his delivery is great. He's uh, so proud of himself that he that he like got out this this justification of what was what even was he called he? her woman woman. woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay, always... Miss Dion, because <laughs> she got mad at him. Yeah, yeah. And he'd uh, say like, "Come here, woman." I think probably the original Amy Heckerling's original draft said "bitch." Probably. I mean, he does say later what it's a, are you bitches blind or something? <laughs> yeah, that's what he's talking about. Whatever, Chris. <laughs> Shit. We're getting Yikes. ahead of ourselves, but yeah, that's when yeah. he tells him that Christian is gay. So um, I believe he says a cake boy. He, he says, says a lot of says, things. He says, "God, an Oscar Wilde reading." Uh, Wait, hold on. Streisand ticket holding. Oh, friend of Dorothy. Friend of Dorothy is the last part. <laughs> yes. Just just wrapping in every gay stereotype from that era into one. Well, whenever I was a kid and I was watching this movie for the first time, I remember seeing. Like, trailers for it and I begged my mom to like, take me to go see it and she said no it looks like the dumbest movie so whenever it came out on video and we rented it whenever Christian came over for his movie date with Cher and he had brought over Spartacus and some like it hot and Cher said he has a real thing for Tony Curtis my mom goes oh he's gay and I was like what uh, your mom's like friend to Dorothy <laughs> I identify well, with that. I did that. not know that liking Tony Curtis was associated with I wouldn't, gay men. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known what uh, Some Like It Hot was either at the time. I did not know I what thought. that was. I definitely yeah. did not know. Or Spartacus, to be honest. I, I wouldn't have got that reference. But I got, the other, I got the other references. I didn't quite understand what Cake Boy was because I don't think we say that anymore. I don't. Yeah, I think that's the only time I've heard that term, to be honest. Like, I don't think Maybe I've ever heard. Maybe it's just made up for the movie. <laughs> I mean, they had their own language. In fact, there's a dictionary in the back oh, of yeah, the novelization. Oh, that's there's, the best yeah. part. We'll get I that. will say one of the reasons that I think that this movie would still work and doesn't feel dated is because in the same way that Clockwork Orange has just made up gibberish as yeah. a language. Like, yeah. I didn't know what they were talking about half the time the first time I saw it. You know what I mean? Like, right. even though I was in the I was 13 or whatever when it when I watched it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it, it it would play just as gibberishy now. Where it, I mean, most of it makes sense. I think some of it you'd really have to explain, like when they call hot boys Baldwins. Um, yeah, because the Baldwins aren't hot anymore. <laughs> you'd have to be like, yeah. once upon a time, there were the three Baldwin brothers, and just, they you, were you hot. Now you, you would th- just say, look at Haley Baldwin. Okay, she, her dad was a Baldwin. So you you would think that it's an insult. Like, oh, you mean those that. The guy, the, the, the guy, the guy who shrieked at his daughter. And called her a pig. Yelled, oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean that they're horribly abusive, uh, like monster men? Like, like which one? The the terrible one or the worst one? Or <laughs> yeah, and then they um, there are scenes though where Cheryl explained like the the gibberish, like when she's talking about Monet, and she explains yeah. to Ty what a Monet is. That's pretty um, good. Up close, it looks like a piece of crap or whatever. She yeah, says. up close, it's a real mess. A real mess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, back at the party, uh, the girls are out making their rounds, and um, Travis is trying to flirt with Ty and gets her a beer, which, by the way, in the movie, they are literally drinking beer out of teeny tiny Dixie, Dixie cups. cups. <laughs> like, 
not red, <laughs> not red solos. So I was like, were red solos not a thing in 1995 yet? Because I remember every house party I ever went to. I think you said red it, solo cups. in order to make it Christmas theme, they mm-hmm. like the prop department grabbed some Christmas uh, deco Dixie cups, and that's probably the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, this is going to sound really dumb. And I feel really stupid because I've seen this movie a million times. And I think it's because they don't make a big deal of the fact that it's Christmas in the movie. Like, there's not a Christmas scene where Cher's opening gifts. (laughs) But I honestly, I never noticed all the Christmas stuff on um, the liquor store later on where she gets dropped off and abandoned. Never noticed that the sign literally says, like, Merry Christmas above the liquor store. But I just thought that the kids were having an ironic Christmas party. It's not a Christmas in uh, July. I did not think it was actually like a Christmas party. I thought they were just I, being ironic and cool and threw up Christmas crap everywhere. Isn't that also why Josh is staying with them, though? Because he's on Christmas break? That would make sense. No, because he's not staying with them. Or well, why he's there more. He was there more over spring break. Mm. He was there more because he transferred from school in Seattle to UCLA in the first place. So that's why he's there more. But remember, there's a scene where he is at his dorm or his apartment with his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, the the thing takes place over like a semester. I I thought it took place over a whole year. Because later on, he's there for spring break. Remember later, whenever they are um, hanging out and talking and he's like, Gail calls and he's like, don't tell her I'm here. And it's because she wants him to come home for spring break and he doesn't want to. Okay. So that's when she invites him to stay. I mean, with the her. time the time lapse is a very, lot of time. Uh, they don't they don't point it out. I guess they don't make a big deal of the fact that it's Christmas, which is why. I mean, Christian could be coming back or could be coming there for the second semester. I guess is probably what's going on. He is. That's that yeah. is when he comes back. Um. So anyway, we're jumping all over the place, but that's the scene, the famous scene where Ty and Cher are dancing to Coolio. And a clog flies off someone's foot and hits her in the head and knocks her out. And that's when Elton helps uh, resuscitate Ty um, and is nice to her the rest of the night. And so at the end of the night, whenever um, Cher's dad calls and demands that she come home, they're getting everyone together. And Cher is trying to get Elton to take Ty home. But Elton somehow manages to get Cher in his car. And that's when he assaults her. Wait, okay. I want to say two more things about the party first. Okay. First off, Ty is stealing a snowman. She go- She. I think <laughs> Summer is. And Summer hands it to her to hold. The friend. Okay. Yeah. She does drive but away holding also, a snowman. The snowman is it's still, still plugged lit up. in. I know. Yeah, that, I pointed that out too. Is it plugged yeah. in? It's plugged I, in somewhere. Is there an extension cord? Does it have batteries in it? I don't know. I, I like it. You know what? They, I'm sure that they make those with batteries. Yeah, maybe. It, it, assuming they were stealing it, it reminded me of a time I was at a house show in a basement with uh, our friend. I'm mouthing it. Hold on. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Yeah. And so well, <laughs> I'll bleep it. Uh, okay. Uh, and there was this giant stuffed animal in the basement, and there was a window. And she she was really drunk, and she decided she wanted she wanted it, <laughs> and so so she started like she's trying to force it out this window, and it, it's stuck in the window. It's like Winnie the Pooh stuck in the window, and just like just like shoving it. And a guy who lives there walks up and says, "What do you think you're doing?" And she said, "I'm going to take him on a date." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, Which was the funniest funny. like. 
Like the guy couldn't even be mad because uh, uh, that is really funny. Was, I'm gonna take him on a date, <laughs> and the guy just took him back, and that was it. Anyway, yeah, I I, I don't know what why they're stealing this the snowman, but it made me laugh. But the other thing I was gonna say at the party, Travis like jumps from the balcony onto some people. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then then he injures himself and says to Ty says something about like how she wants to do that or she should do that. And he says, then what would guys do to impress girls? And that's where she goes, I don't know, like stuff, like trying to (laughs) flirt. Like they're both the most awkward flirters ever. Yeah. It's really relatable though. But yeah, God, Brittany Murphy was so cute in this movie. It's so sad. So uh, Elton takes Cher home. He tries to kiss her. And this was after the aborted suck and blow game that they played. Yeah, yeah, where he does not suck. Uh Yeah. That's not how you play the game. (laughs) And um, Cher says, hold on, I'm having a Twin Peaks experience, which I wrote down. That was in the book and not in the movie. Yeah, I don't remember that. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that. What is she talking about? Whenever he is, um, I think he is trying to uh, coerce her into uh, making out with him. And yeah. she says something like, but don't you like Ty? And he's like, Ty? Why would I like Ty? And that's when she calls him a snob, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, yeah, because he's like, Who, my, my dad is this person. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, you and I make sense. Me and Ty yeah. does not make sense. Anyway, that's when she gets out of the car and he just <laughs> leaves her in this abandoned parking lot um, at an abandoned liquor store. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is. And so she has to call Josh to come and get her. Um, after getting mugged. After, she gets mugged. She is yeah. robbed at gunpoint. At gunpoint. He takes her and, purse and he makes her lay down on the ground. Well, as she tells Josh, he forces her to ruin her dress. Right. <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, in, in the book, he also takes her pager. Mm-hmm. And this made me laugh because uh, she says to him, what do you want my dad calling you? <laughs> what what is he going to do with her pager? I, mean, I don't know. A pager is a pager, baby. Can 95. You just, yeah. Can you just wipe it and pawn it? I don't know how that works because I never had a pager. There, he's definitely planning on pawning everything. Yeah. Um, he should have taken her, her expensive coat. I know. She she even told him shoe. that it was a designer. Yeah. The, no, she tells him that her dress is an Aliyah. Because he makes her lay down, and she's like, this is a very... And he's like, a what-a? An a what-a? Yeah. An Aliyah. And by the way, that designer was real, and they recently passed away. So there were a lot of callbacks to the movie Clueless and Cher saying that whenever the designer passed away. So so Josh comes to pick her up, and... um, He's he's got a boring, real smart college girl with him. Yeah, her name is Heather. Also, was was he begging her for sex when when she calls? Oh yes, he is totally. Because <laughs> he's like, come he's on. He's like, come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a very pathetic glimpse into what's going on. Come on, uh, man. In his dorm room. Yeah, and I, they're having the Shakespeare conversation, and I think mm. the character Sharon the book is really annoyed, and she thinks something. I thought I'd written down, but I can't find it anywhere. But she's like, this is a glimpse for kids who aren't going to college, how stimulating college life is or something whenever they're arguing over whatever esoteric bullcrap they're talking about. Hamlet? Yeah. Hamlet. Or make well, I know it's, Ham- it's, it's Hamlet, right? Because Polonius yes. and also Mel Gibson, she knows her Mel Gibson? Yeah. yeah. Right, and the, the, the know-it-all 
lady gets it wrong. Heather. Yeah. She has to yeah. correct her. Yeah. That Polonius guy said it. Anyway. Um, oh, wait. I found it finally. Sorry. Uh, they invited me to the backseat of the car where I got to listen to their stimulating front seat discussion. It was perfect for showing high school dropouts what they weren't missing in college. That's what <laughs> she says. High school dropouts is nice. Anyway. Um, on their drive back after he drops off Heather, Cher tells him in the book, this is something you don't see, but in the book she tells him that he and Heather are not right for each other. She says, she's a downer and you're a downer. Two wrongs don't make a right. You need an upper to balance you. You plod. You need someone who skips. You're earthbound. You need someone to twinkle around you. See, and we get all of that just as subtext in the movie, and that's mm-hmm. why it works better. That's why it does Joe, don't tell. Come on. Uh, <laughs> um, I made a note that Ty is way into Marv, too into Marvin the Martian. I really don't get it. <laughs> but in the book, it's a lot more present than it is in the movie, where in the movie, I think she mentions it once whenever they're at lunch, and she's like, oh, I can do Marvin. She can draw can it on Marvin a skateboard. Yeah. yeah. But in the uh, book, I feel like they talk about Marvin the Martian all the time. I'm like, I think I think it's just that the the novelizer is grabbing onto anything that she can to keep making reference to from the movie to like just to characterize the, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is whenever she's talking about the long haired guys. Blake, you asked about that when she's you asked about how she described the the way men dress or young teenage boys dress. Yeah. Okay, so she says... They dress like awesome guys in the movie. <laughs> um, Bring she, that back. She says, I don't mean to sound like a raging feminist, but when I think of all the time we spent on exercising, doing our hair, shopping, and makeup, whereas guys fall out of bed, put on a backward cap, and expect us to swoon. I guess I'm a traitor to my generation, but the way guys look now does nothing for me. Um, I, t- I take this as a personal attack. <laughs> uh On the entire dudes rock community. (laughs) (laughs) It made me think of a a few years ago when Ariana Grande was engaged to, what's his butt? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. There was a photograph of them that went around like all the feminist blogs. And it was at the, um, I think the VMAs, the Video Music Awards. And she was Ariana Grande, like completely, you know. You know. Like in a, like done to perfection, like her perfect ponytail, her perfect makeup, her little dress, you know, and her high, high heels. And he is literally wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt next Hell to her. Yeah. And that's what it made My me man. think of. <laughs> I hate that guy. Anyway, um, maybe yes. Josh likes him. I Just don't. rolled out of bed all, <laughs> at all times. That's his. Yeah. His that's his I look. Think, that's his I aesthetic. think he's a good ambassador for us as men to uh, <laughs> to show how little effort we can put in and still and still, still be, get Kate still be winning. Yeah. Still be winning. Yeah. So this is when Cher, uh, new boys in school. It is Christian who we've already talked about. Um, turns out to be gay, but Cher doesn't know that. She just notices that he's a handsome boy, kind of James Deany, Jason Priestley looking, as he describes later. Uh, he's very, he's very, uh, he's Rat Pack. Very. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the put down that the, that the father. <laughs> One of my Josh favorite lines too is, is like the death of Sammy Davis Jr. left a space. Hole. In the, yeah, yeah. Hole in the Rat Pack. Um, yeah, he's got I believe his... he's referred to as like a member of the Ring-A-Ding crew. At some <laughs> <time>. <laughs> he just has a very, uh, classic. He's very He's very stylish. Mm-hmm. It's it's the opposite of all the other boys at the school. He's mm-hmm. also nice. Like he, she drops her pen, he picks it up, he compliments her her stems. Mm-hmm. He does tell her she has That's nice a, that stems. That was a weird thing to say. 
I don't I think thought. it's weird. He likes your little, stems. You don't I mean, just you don't see it. It's also in this heightened world where everything is kind of everything they're saying is kind of silly, but he's also just complimenting her legs. Yeah. It's it's just weird to me. That's I don't fine. think it's weird, and she does. I didn't understand nice it the first time I saw it. I didn't understand what stems meant. <laughs> a friend and I argued over what stems meant because I said it meant legs, and she said shoes. No, <laughs> and we fought about no. it. And I was like, "No, they're her legs." I mean, as a gay guy, it would have made more sense if he had complimented her shoes. Um, but I think I think maybe he felt like he could compliment her body without sounding like a scuzz bucket because he's right. not into then her. Don't say stems. But maybe it's part of his own, because he has his own jargon. Like, he yeah, brings his sure. own language into the movie, which yeah. is very dated, like, you know, 60s, 50s slang. He like, would, what, did, what did he say to her dad? Like, I dig it. Yeah, <laughs> like something that. like that. Hey, daddy-o. <laughs> um, I think later on, whenever they actually go out on what Cher thinks is a date, um, they go to a, a frat party that Josh's frat is throwing. And in the book, she is like... She tells him that the breeders will be there, which oh. can you imagine seeing I the wish breeders? That who, I wish that's who it was in the movie. I don't. They have the perfect fans. <laughs> and as Cher tells us, they were kicking. <laughs> the they literally is, were kicking. It's a totally different vibe. I cannot imagine like the Beverly Hills crew dancing mm-hmm. like that to Divine Hammer or something, you know? I mean, it's a hip thing to do. And it's hip, but it's just totally different vibe, right? Than than <laughs> yeah, the Boston, than the mighty yeah. mighty Boston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> than having like the the guy they hire just to yeah. dance and the breeders all night. did not have a dancing man. I don't think they don't have a dancing. They man. did not have his name is the Boston, and he <laughs> he's also their manager. By the yes. way, yes, I uh, researched uh, this last night. By the way, because I wanted uh, I researched this a million years ago because I know it because <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a ska man. I know you're a ska man. Blake I'm and I were talking boy. about how much we don't like ska last night. So I, I, ne- I was not sitting there saying I don't like ska. I mean, I don't like ska, but that that's not a conversation that I had. Yeah, this is. I'm not going to be involved in this kind of slander. It's fine. So anyway, they're at the, uh, they're jamming uh, to the breeders that is going to be at this party. Uh, Christian comes to pick her up. The dad basically threatens to kill him. Like, yeah, <laughs> got a forty-five and a shovel. Doubt, and no one will miss you. It's like, buddy, he says, "Do you drink?" And he says, "No, I'm good." And that <laughs> says, "I'm not offering, idiot." Yeah, every line perfect from the dead. Yeah, uh, but there's a weird thing in the book. Do you remember whenever Cher had like, she talks for a while about how whenever she was a child, she had a very strange like attachment problems where she couldn't stand to be alone. And even at night when her dad went to bed, like, he would wake up and find her in the closet or something. (laughs) Like, it was a really weird thing in the book. Not weird, but it's just, there's no allusion to this at all in the movie. And um, she apparently has, like, an intercom system in her bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, she has it turned on, and she can hear Josh talking about how he wants to go to the party to watch over Cher. Yeah. And that's the thing that's not really in the... In the movie. Instead, it's just him going, I think I'm going to go to the party. She. Like, after he gets. She. uh, She's gone by that point when he's discussing it with the dad. In the. She had just left. Yeah. 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 In the. She doesn't. She doesn't overhear that at all. No. But in the. In the book, she does. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think it's weird that she made this, like, intercom system. (laughs) Like, thing up. Um, So, anyway, they go to the party. Ty falls and embarrasses herself. Amber and Elton are revealed as a couple, and that's when she asks Christian, hey, what do you think of Amber? And he says, Hagsville. 
He um. lowers his <laughs> lowers the shades, like looks down, goes Hagsville. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, at the end of the night, um, I think Cher remarks in the book about how he seems to be talking to boys, like bartenders and stuff, more than he is her. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the end of the night, Christian is still just like dancing and partying, and the girls are exhausted and want to go home. So Josh takes Ty and Cher home. After the party, that's when they're hanging out and they're watching Ren and Stimpy. It's just um, Josh and Cher. And this is when you learn where Josh's dad uh, took off to. You don't know this in the movie, but apparently Josh's real dad took off for South America in the early 80s with suitcases of savings and loan cash. <laughs> what? So that's where Josh's dad is. Just um, blue collar crime. No big deal. Yeah. White collar. Yeah. White collar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, he wouldn't be arrested anyway. No, no one fucking is here. So, um, so Dexas shares date with. Let Christian. me tell you about a man named Bernie Madoff before you. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so share. Um, a political prisoner named Bernie Madoff. <laughs> Free him. You'd, honestly, it would be hilarious if Trump pardoned no, him. <laughs> don't put it past he, him. Madoff should start saying nice things about Trump. <laughs> I thought Madoff was dead. Maybe he is dead. I, I don't thought know. he killed did himself. He no, that was Epstein. No, I thought Madoff did too. In prison? He might have died in prison. That'd be, you know, who it's cares? It's possible. People I'll, kill I'll themselves in prison all the time. I'll look it up yeah. when you guys talk. Okay. Okay. So, Cher has a date with Christian. This is when uh, she tries to put the moves on him, and he's just not interested and leaves rather abruptly um, when he realizes. My man, my man is still alive. Bernie yep. Madoff is? Yep. Why did I think he was dead? I don't know. You're confusing him with someone else. Because because you just assume all of the white collar criminals cannot make it one second in in any kind of system. Did where... one of his children die? Maybe <laughs> one of his sons. Maybe he is 82 and still in prison. Free him! Free him and let the uh... oh, both of his children are dead. Whoa. Uh, I, yeah. I thought maybe one of his children um, committed suicide. Well, yeah, no, he just outlived him. They died of old age. He, he That's not it. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, the next day, um, Dion is having a driving lesson with Murray and Cher tags along. And Cher is talking about how she can't believe that she almost had sex with Christian. Such a big mis- decision to make. And she's glad that she didn't. And that's when Murray gives his speech on how... Those bitches are blind. He's a cake boy. <laughs> um, and then they get on the freeway. Mm. And one of my favorite uh, moments in the movie, because nothing has been more relatable to me than Dion's terror at driving on the freeway in L.A. I can barely drive on the highways the, here. The this, freeways. this movie made me unnecessarily afraid of the freeway just because of it was in my mind of how freaked out they were. And so I was afraid to drive on freeways. And then I was like, oh, this isn't hard at all. <laughs> just... I, I still hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'll avoid it. I'll take I... long ways. I will avoid any kind of um, interstate. Like I just hate it. I don't, I don't like driving in on the freeway in Chicago because it has really narrow lanes. But other than that, I don't mind. Driving anywhere in Chicago is a nightmare. Driving in any major city, I feel like, yeah, is a nightmare. Austin is a nightmare. Dallas is a nightmare. And I'm sure L.A. is pretty bad. But, <laughs> yeah. But still, like... Also, uh, his son did kill himself. Okay, Made so I was himself. confusing him with his son. Okay, sorry. Out of shame. 
Uh, probably. I, I mean, he was tied up in the business. He was part of the business too. Okay. Yeah. But, but. Um. So after the freeway incident, when they safely get off the freeway, um, <laughs> Dion's virginity goes from technical to non-existent. I think is how Cher describes it in the. Yeah. In the, the movie. The, 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 allu- the what they allude to is she's just been giving blowjobs. <laughs> um. I thought they meant she was doing the other way. Never mind. Any Blake. Blake. Te- technical virgins. That's what, Blake. That's what they do. Blake. It's the Blake. Don't just don't elaborate. Just stop it right now. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> but I want um, to. One of the next scenes is um after um Cher learns that Christian is gay. He becomes one of her favorite shopping partners. And one day, she and Christian and Ty are all at the mall together. And Ty has wandered off with some random men boys that she met at the Foot Locker. <laughs> the only person you can trust in the Foot Locker should be a man wearing a jersey measuring your foot. Exactly. Maybe, maybe he's taking some pictures of your feet that he says he's, <laughs> oh, going to, he's going to use to help you find better shoes. Are these the guys that are like 45 that Ty meets? They look older. They're yeah. not, but they, they're probably yeah. also teenagers or in they, their 20s. But in the movie, I was like, God, they look so old look compared rough. to her. <laughs> but she's also 16. Like, she was so young. Um, this is when she's sitting on, like, the, the ledge of – I can't really think of how it – of the, the word. The second floor of the mall. Yeah, it's like the, the second ba- floor of the mall on the, the balcony. Yeah. yeah, and she's sitting on it, and she says something, like, in the – in the movie, you can hear her saying something like, if I fall, would you guys catch me? Yeah. And yeah. that's when they kind of push her down. But they're Flirting still... expert. Yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> they kind of push her. So she's like over the railing um, with her head down like she is about to fall. And she starts screaming. And, and uh, Christian runs over and uh, pulls those Christian's guys gonna off. Christian's going to beat their him. asses. He's, he's yeah, going to... James Dean's to the rescue over there. <laughs> right. Yeah, basically. He just got his new jacket that looks cool as hell. Yeah, is it James Dean or Jason Priestley? Um, same, same difference. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, I thought Jason Priestley was so hot when oh. I was very, very young. So R.I.P. to both. Wait, that's Luke Perry? Is it Jason Luke Priestley Perry, dead? No, Luke Perry Luke passed Perry away. Died. Yeah. Jason Priestley dead? No, he's still alive. R.I.P. To Luke, Luke Perry. Luke Perry got uh, bucked off a of Bronco and... Is that was he in eight seconds? He was in eight no. seconds, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trampled by a horse. That's not, he died of like a, he had a stroke or All something. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So, uh, anyway, after the incident at the mall, Ty becomes suddenly very popular, which is very strange. Um, I don't know why that makes someone popular, but I will say after I had uh, meningitis in eighth grade, when I came back to school after being out for like a month and a half, I suddenly had more friends than hey, I ever had in my entire life. Meningitis so. girl, get over here. <laughs> I'm going to fake some STDs to get popular. <laughs> I don't think well, meningitis is not an STD. I want to make that clear. <laughs> it doesn't work for just any old disease. <laughs> I think I was more... i got uh, gum disease, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to get corona. I, that's, the, that's the hot thing now. That might be uh, the hot thing, yeah. I think there were some some like influences online who were faking having Corona at first. Oh, to, like, absolutely, they did. Absolutely, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've got the COVID. Kathy Griffin literally did that. Like what? she showed up at the hospital and was talking about how she had Corona, and she most definitely did not have Corona. She had had a cold. 
Kathy Griffin is just the freaking worst. I think she also uh, hid weights or something on her person so she would weigh more whenever she had like some kind of surgery. I don't remember. Anyway, oh what? What? Okay, she's just a monster woman. <laughs> I like the idea of hiding weights on you. What, what, well, that what way you the... weigh more so you could qualify for. I thought she was trying to get gastric bypass, which I don't know why because I never thought she had. Oh, I never thought she was okay. big, but you have to. I've always thought it was like a tiny redhead, like tiny annoying redhead yeah. comedian. No, she just wanted to be tinier. Maybe. I, I don't really. I don't remember. Like I never watched her life on the D list show or anything. My sister did, so I might be totally misremembering it wrong. But she was one who told me about it, and she's like, "I fucking hate her, but I watch this show." Which as is far as very Monica, by as far way. as D list train wreck celebrities go, I'll stick with Andy Dick. <laughs> oh man, not bad. You can you can either you can either go with Dick or Griffin, and but I'm, I'm going with he's Andy. He's like fully fully canceled though in a bad way, right? Wasn't he just on Love? Like, yeah. uh, it was like four or five years ago, probably. But I think it might have been after that that he was fully canceled. What did he do to get or fully killing canceled? Bill Hartman's wife? Yeah, he did. Mur- he did murder or killing, killing not her, but getting her to kill Phil Hartman. Wait, what? Right, he right, got right, her right, addicted right. to drugs. Like, and then he uh... did s- sexual crimes later. That or that's oh. that's the story at least. Never mind. All the guys, I mean, can I just say something? Don't be surprised. Every yeah. man has done sexual crimes. Yee. I hate to break it to you. But probably almost every man has done sexual crimes. The the thing about Andy Dick is being openly a creep with so much of his persona, his persona that I, yeah. that I, I think yeah. he's one of those guys that can kind of get away with it. You know what I mean? Like anyone who's just it's like Aziz Ansari, his thing was that he was like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Like that that was so central to his whole whole deal. And so when someone's openly a scumbag <laughs> like Andy Dick, it it makes it easier for them to just kind of brush off yeah any kind of thing yeah like you can't cancel me uh i'm already a scumbag was, and everyone knows it i so. was already right, right. not I'm popular trying to think of, i'm trying to think of someone who, who that applies to i don't know uh, who's that comedian that recently i don't know louis ck <laughs> no <laughs> So um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think uh, for me with my meningitis thing, I I don't think I was well known enough at my school. But afterwards, like they had to contact people that I had come in contact with that day because I had bacterial meningitis, which is very, very, very contagious. And uh, they had to put all these kids on like on like hardcore antibiotics um, just in case. So, the whole school's quarantine. not the whole school. <laughs> did, did so? Did they, did they get out of school for a while? Were you popular because no, they hell yeah. no, they just they not that. But I think it got around, and then like my mom said, like kids at school would come to the hospital and visit me and say like kids were wearing like hospital masks to school because of me. Oh no, <laughs> it was bad. It's like the COVID time. I was like, oh god, I don't want to go back to Mary school ever. <laughs> like I don't want to go back. Um. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, Ty is suddenly popular, and I know that Cher was trying to um, share her thoughts on near-death experiences, like when she was held at gunpoint, but no one listens to Cher anymore. It's all about Ty. And Ty becomes uncharacteristically snobby when Travis approaches her and tries to flirt with her at the lunch table. She tells him, don't the slackers usually sit at the grassy knoll over there? And Grassy. it was grassy knoll meant to be a pun on grass that's what i thought yes but not in the book because they can't mention uh right yeah like go sit on don't you guys usually sit on the knoll over there (laughs) just the knoll the knoll (laughs) there's no 
<laughs> so um, Cher's driving test is coming up. She puts on her most responsible outfit. She goes and takes the test and she fails. Um, she, she, she doesn't hit a car. She, yeah, she yeah. hits someone. She almost kills someone. She almost as well. hits someone in the bike lane. She hits another car and she is driving like in the wrong lane the whole time. Um, it's, it's someone who failed his driver test three times oh, before gosh. finally passing. I related to this so much. <laughs> it sucks so much to keep failing your driver's test. I failed the first time and then I didn't take it again for like three more years because I was so embarrassed. And then I went back and took it, and I got like a ninety-nine. So I never actually passed the written test. The teacher was just oh, fed man. up with me. And he, he said, "I'll pass." <laughs> it. Oh God, that's funny. I passed the first time, and uh, I didn't mention that I had already been driving for like three years. <laughs> we lived in the country, and my parents were lax. Blake about it. really likes to brag about how he had been driving for years before. I had. We look. We lived in the middle of nowhere. Remember when we worked at the theater, I used to drive, my mom used to let me drive her SUV to my job before it, it was legal. <laughs> Keep bragging, I, I, got, I got tickets going out to Nixa a couple times. Like, they seem like they always ticketed that way. You just weren't like, as, as, as talented at driving. Whatever, he was driving his mom UV, so no one thought yeah, to pull him over right. as he's driving like a... I looked rich. Suburban mom. I was hot rotting in my Ford Escort. <laughs> Um, so Cher fails her test, and whenever she gets back home, Josh and Ty are hanging out. Yeah, Ty, why is Ty over there? Well, Ty has come to meet Cher, I guess probably to congratulate her on passing her test, but also to burn the Elton trinkets. Oh, right. But they've been fighting, so I don't know why she was over there. They weren't fighting. They just they just had become kind of distant. Yeah. Yeah. It, but I think, oh. I don't know. And also, she says, you got to help me get Josh. So she get wants right. Cher's help. So Ty burns the Elton trinkets, which includes the towel he held to her head when uh, after she had been hit by the clog at the party, and a copy of the Coolio single that. But Cher did not let her burn that. No, Cher, <laughs> Cher well, you can't burn rolling with the whole homies. Mm-hmm. Coolio put that in his contract. If I'm on the soundtrack, you cannot burn <laughs> burn my tape. She just really wanted to keep that cassette, I guess. I was like, why? Why can't she burn it? You probably shouldn't burn plastic in a fireplace i mean just guessing she was being environmentally conscious yeah yeah she's a big environmentalist now yeah Yeah. so this is when ty reveals that she has a crush on josh and wants Cher to help her get him and this is when probably the most famous line in clueless is uttered and it's i don't know why i care about your opinion you're a virgin who can't drive and in the book we already talked about how it was changed to you've never had a guy of your own and you can't drive. <laughs> so she insinuates Cher's never even had a boyfriend. Well, we know Cher's never had a boyfriend. Okay. It, because she it, herself has said, what's the point in looking for... I mean, it, it tracks. What is it? She says trying to find a boy in high school is about as is about as pointless as trying to find meaning in a Polly Shore movie. Yeah. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm getting it right. No, that's right. Yeah. That's a very timely. It's a very 1994. <laughs> it's great. If you guys don't know Polly Shore, watch The Son-in-Law. Actually, I think it's quite poignant. Um, I found it's a about lot family. Of it's about family. If you, if you don't know Polly Shore, don't look him up and don't watch any of his movies. <laughs> is he I actually watched In the Army Now with Andy Dick. <laughs> yeah. There is a very unbelievable scene where they're trying to get out of the army and they're saying they're gay because this was during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. 
and the guy demands they kiss. And Andy <laughs> Dick and Polly Shore are acting too grossed out to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dick is like, I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a hundred takes that they couldn't use because they both like joked, kept kissing each other. Oh my god. <laughs> How is this real? Okay. I think Encino Man is cute, and I'll stand behind it. Encino Man isn't really a Pauly Shore movie. As it such, was an though. early vehicle. That... Yeah, no, but it's not real. Like It's a movie it's that not. he's in, it's... and the other ones are movies starring Pauly Shore. Honestly, it's a uh, Brendan Fraser joint. <laughs> what? Are you going to say Sean Astin is what people care no. about in that movie? No, it's just like an ensemble kind of like, if, but it wasn't like jury duty where they're like, we have Pauly Shore. Well, He's that's our star. all they Let's had. Build a movie around him. I think all they had was Polly Shore, and maybe Tia Carrere was in that. Who played? Yeah, yeah okay. Um, and they had Judge Ito. That's <laughs> jokes. True. Uh, I had uh, the only Polly Shore movie I ever really, really liked was Son in Law, and I still like it, and I'll still watch it. It's one of the rare Thanksgiving movies. There's not Maybe a lot more of those. Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, and uh, has um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Saved by the Bell. It's got the that one dude who was later on in Twilight. Uh, young Edward <laughs> or Robert Pattinson. No, Peter something. Anyway, I don't know because I've never seen a Twilight movie. A young uh, <laughs> who's Lava Boy? What's his name? Taylor. Uh, Taylor Lautner. Yeah. No, not him either. But as a baby. And it's got Carla Gugino. Everyone loves her, right? So Lava Boy's mom. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? Is that? Yeah. I, I think well, that's right. was, yeah. She was one of the Spy Kids. She's the Spy yeah. Kids mom. Spy Kids mom. Yes. So same okay. same difference. Yeah. Um. So um. after Ty reveals her crush on Josh, Sharon she's needs to get happy. out. She's not Sharon happy. Doesn't, like doesn't know why she's not happy. Doesn't know why she's so confused. Decides to take a walk to clear her head. And that's when she has the GG-esque realization when the fountain bursts behind her and she realizes that she is in love with Josh. Like what is the word she uses? Is it butt crazy? But she says butt crazy. Yes. Butt crazy? I don't think that's in the book either. I can't remember what it is, but the butt crazy. Bottom crazy. <laughs> actually it's ass crazy. It's really weird. They actually made that one dirtier. But uh yeah. Did we ever say butt crazy? Was that ever a thing? No, yeah. I don't like that line. Yeah, and then later on, uh, Cher has a conversation with her dad, and that's when she decides that she needs a complete makeover, but this time, she is making over her soul. And this is when she signs up for um, volunteer efforts for the Pismo Beach disaster relief effort. Um, As the head of that, I guess she convinces other popular kids to also join in the effort. And That's when Travis Brokenstock turns in his bongs. That's right, except in the (laughs) book, it is... Weird looking paraphernalia. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> That's yes. what they settled on. It's yes. not even a joke. <laughs> maybe, maybe the the author doesn't even know what he's doing or what they like. What is this weird looking paraphernalia? I do oh, the when she pulls out like the honey bear bottle that yeah. he had fashioned to a pipe. Yeah, I love that. And she looks at it. Does anyway. he talk about the twelve step program in the book? Because that was weird. Oh, I well, I don't remember that, but there's a reference to it earlier, like in the very first chapter. When she, okay, this is weird. She's describing Dion, and she says that her friend is AA, and then she says that's AA as an African-American, not Alcoholics Anonymous, which is the total rage with my friend's parents. So they do mention AA. It's just an LA parent thing. Yeah. But yeah. Who, who has ever called, who has ever said AA, meaning African-American? 
that that's not a thing people say, right? No, right. Yeah. Anyway, I guess she wanted to get that alcohol of synonymous joke in there. Sure. So why yeah. not? Yeah. Why not? So um, she was working backwards from that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I want to get a twelve-step joke in here somewhere. Um, I can't remember in the book actually, and I'm not going to look it up now. But I don't think they do because that would insinuate that he does drugs. So right. Um, yeah. He's just funny. He's a little bit funny. Yeah. He's, he's just a funny. He's funny, and he has paraphernalia. Uh, but that's when he invites Cher to watch him skate with the amateur skateboarding league, and yeah. um, so she goes to the skateboarding competition. That's when she sees that Ty's loves Travis. And that's when Ty drops the T word, which is tard. She says, I'm just going to say it. She said, oh, my God, I'm such a tard, you know. And I want to come back to that later because it's in the glossary, which <laughs> which killed me. That is ballsy. So anyway. So it's something that it's just kind of left. How does she stop being interested in Josh and start being interested in Travis? There's no real. Because she wasn't really interested in Josh. She always had a crush on Travis. Right, and I, right. I, but I, yeah. I, it's also high school where you like a different person every yeah. three days. Yeah. And I think Josh was intriguing because he's older. And, I mean, you saw those oily pecs. Come on. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and I think she realizes that uh, there's no way she's going to date a guy who's going to make her read fucking Beyond Good and Evil or whatever <laughs> that he yeah. recommends. Um, so... Uh, Ty and Cher make up. Ty convinces Cher that Josh does like her. Cher goes back home. She's helping her dad with this very important case. And this is when her, the assistant to her father, his name is Logan. I never knew his name in the movie. But in the book, it's Logan. Has the freak out where... Logan's a dick. <laughs> he, She's been highlighting the wrong stuff. Yeah, no one cares about the September 9th phone call or whatever. And she messed up everything and set them back a day. And he storms out um, after calling her like a dumb kid and hurting her feelings. And don't worry, Josh consoles her by making out with her. It's cool. Yeah. Sometimes you just need your brother to make out with you a little bit. (laughs) Okay, we'll come back to the brother stuff. So at the end, they are um, at Miss Geist and Mr. Hall's wedding. That's how the movie ends. Uh, Cher catches the bouquet. Her dad wins the case, and it ends with her dad being really sweet, which is not how the movie ends. But in the book, he um, he talks to her and he goes, "Thanks for what you did. This you see that bride and groom who can't take their eyes off each other. You did that, Cher. You're the most beautiful girl here, inside and out. I only wish your mom was here. She'd be so proud of you." I don't know. I just think it's sweet because I don't have a dad, and I would love to hear a dad say that to me. But whatever. Um, they couldn't. Sh- they couldn't shoot that scene convincingly with the dad, <laughs> because even when he compliments her when she's talking, when she's like, "Daddy, I like a boy who doesn't yeah. like me," the way he says, "Then he's an idiot." Yeah, you're the most beautiful girl there is. He's yelling at her. You're yeah, the most yeah. beautiful girl in Beverly Hills. And frankly, if they can't see that, I don't want you to date them. He's a schmuck. (laughs) But he knows it's Josh, right? I mean, he's wink, wink, nodding, nodding over this whole budding relationship. No, he's into it. Yeah, he likes it. Totally. Don't don't hook up with your stepbrother, wink, wink. Okay, let's, okay. Now let's, let's get to this stuff here with the uh, stepbrother thing. Ex-stepbrother, technically. Exactly. Although the father does say... The more qualifiers you put in front of it makes it seem sicker to me. I know you're trying... The father does say in the movie, whenever Cher finds out that Josh is coming by very early in the movie, she's like, why? And he, she's like, you divorced Gail like 
three years ago and you were barely married. And he goes, you divorce partners, not children. So he still looks at him as his son already. Yeah. But you kind of you kind of do divorce children, though. Oh, yeah. Ask my dad. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. I mean, that. But you're just going to keep your stepchildren in your life for no even after they're adults? I think he just likes Josh. Rob, it, it depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh does I, work for him, so... It it's because it, Josh is going to law school. It de- I think it depends on how 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 long you were in their life. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if if you had stepkids for like 10 years, you'd probably stay in touch yeah. with them or whatever. Like, But do they imply that Josh wasn't in his life that long? Before? A couple years. A few years. But she, she points out to him, like, you're not my brother. Like, they try to establish early on that she doesn't see him as a brother. To, that, to, to make, make it, it okay that they're going to less... bone down. Yeah. I think it's just strange. I don't know if I think it's gross. But I also think that they weren't, like, step-siblings from the time that they were children on. Which I think would make it weirder. Like, if they had been... Like a Royal Tenenbaum situation. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, where they had basically grown up together, whereas they only spent like two or three years together while the parents were married. So, and they weren't like children who bathed together, you know, nothing like that. Um, okay, I'm I'm going to rank incest movies in terms okay. of hotness, okay? Okay. okay. Uh, number four, I would put Spanking the Monkey, which I think is gross. That movie is gross. I know what you're talking I've about. I've never seen mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I, I rewatched it the other day. Gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I'm going to put Royal Tenenbaums, not hot. Nothing, nothing hot there. Uh, number two, I'm going to put this. Thumbs up. I, I, I disapprove, but Would... I get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put the color wheel at number one, which what's that? N- I don't, don't approve, but it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what it's is that? It's a sibling incest movie. It's okay. I don't it's, know. I've it's never an seen Alex Ross Perry movie. Mm-hmm. It's his first movie that. Uh, anyway, you, <laughs> you just, just watch. It. You know what I put in ahead of that. Flowers in the Attic. Star Wars. No. I mean, (laughs) Star Wars has good, as far as incest movies, oh, I forgot the name of it. What's that short film? (laughs) James, think about the Johnsons. (laughs) What is up? That's the best incest movie. Why why are so many, uh, like, first films by, like, independent directors involved with incest? They go to a dark place. I want to say it's because they're trying to be provocative. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. They're like, hmm, what's 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 more taboo than let's spice than this up with mother and daughter having sex with a mother or a mother and son having sex? Yeah, yeah. So, thumbs down. Take, Don't like it. Keep it on porn. Was spanking the monkey? Was that David Ru- David O. Russell? David O. Russell's first movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. god. Yeah, it's not good. You've never seen it. No, I haven't seen it. It's but... not even a terrible movie. It's, it's just, not a bad it, movie. It's, it's just very nineties indie. It is. And Jeremy Davies is such a brat in the movie. Like, he has sex with his mom, and then he's a jerk to her the next morning. <laughs> I don't want to see this. Isn't yeah. Isn't he taking care of her or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. She's, uh, she broke her leg, and the dad's yeah. out of town having affairs. And uh, oh, so well, he has to, like, okay, help then. her shower and go to the bathroom and stuff. And He's supposed to take care of her for the summer. Oh, he takes care of her all right. <sighs> I hate yeah. David O. Russell anyway. Controversial opinion, but not a big fan. This is the guy that made Joy? Three Kings. Yeah, jump to his worst movie. I've been rewatching all of his movies. Uh, the only ones I don't like so far are Spanking the Monkey, and I know I don't like Joy when I get to that. But everything else is good. I just don't like him. I think he's a horrible human. He is a 
And so that I mean, he's, I'm he's abusive that, that as far as sours me on a lot of of his work. And I think he's overrated. But... Uh, I think all artists are not all, but most are terrible <laughs> people. So yeah, except me. But he's like actually like we actually have proof that he's terrible. So like that video of him yelling yes. at people. Yes, and also um uh uh shit. Paul F. Tompkins talked about meeting him, and he was a total asshole. So I think he's just like that in every social yes. situation. He's I think he also cast Louis D.K. <laughs> yeah. So um okay so. I do want to talk about one more thing before we part, um, before we end. And I hope Blake tightens us up quite a bit and interjects some of the uh, fun banter from the film that we love so much. But yeah, maybe if I feel like um, there is in the novelization of Clueless a glossary in case you can't figure out from the context what certain words mean. So, for example, as if is an exclamation. It means to the contrary or no way. Let's see. Baldwin is an attractive guy or a male Betty. A Barney is an unattractive guy or not a Baldwin. What's a himbo? (laughs) (laughs) Something I aspire to be. Do you remember when they say jeepin? Yeah. That means socializing in a jeep. That's so (laughs) weird. That's not what I think jeepin means, but whatever. Mentally challenged. There's a definition for mentally, mentally challenged, and it is an adjective, and it means stupid or clueless. Awesome. Um, Monet, which means looks fine from a distance, but really a mess up close. Or two, not a babe. Not really. Did you skip over buggin'? Oh, do you want me to do buggin'? Yeah, they said that a lot. see back here. Is there also a definition of totally buggin'? Just separate from that? <laughs> yes. Buggin' means irritated or perturbed or flippin' out. Like, I'm buggin'. Thanks for the example. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm buggin'. I, I go to uh, uh, Urban Dictionary. What does, uh, can you use buggin' yeah. in a sentence? I'm buggin'. Sure, sure, I'm buggin'. Uh, toe up means torn up or in bad condition, trashed or toast. So whenever they said tie is toe up. They put T-O-W up? Yeah. That's toe weird. up. What's up sees up. Zup is a question like one, is anything new or two, what's up? That's a total, like, pin 15 thing to say. Whatever is an exclamation. It means don't bug me or let's not argue. Whatever you say. I like, okay, do woman. Okay, hold on. Woman (laughs) is This is is actually funny. Woman is in here. Your boyfriend's name for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a funny definition. That is really, really funny. Um, Clueless itself means lost or stupid or two, mental state of people who aren't your friends. Uncool. Okay, and I, for a second I was like, "What?" Okay. Did you do the bad word? Not yet. I'm saving it for last. <laughs> okay. Hurl means barf, worship the porcelain god, or spew and blow chunks. We know that from Wayne's World. This like, is all very on. Wayne's yeah. Worldy. Yeah. yeah. Postal. Uh, everyone knows what postal means. This, that was big in the '90s. Yeah. Um, random, mediocre, or whack. Um, I never. I don't remember them using this expression. TB. No. True blue or loyal and faithful? Oh, like, they, totally. they, do, they use it in the book at one point. I don't think they do in the movie because I wasn't sure what it meant. Yeah, okay. Chronic means dynamite. That's not what... Mm, that's not what it means. That's not that's what Travis Birkenstock said. Uh, Travis is smoking some dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's He's also... He's wily coyoteing. <laughs> there's also a definition for and I'm all, uh, <laughs> which is... I was saying things such as, he's all, where were you? And I'm all, what's it your business? And he's all. So I don't really think that's a definition. No. I yeah. think that's more of an example of how to use it. But okay. Okay. So I'm saving 
It's not the best, but it is the most controversial. The best. She thinks it's the best. I did not. So is AA is AA in the the? Uh, no. Okay. Audi is or Audi Audi. Audi. Uh, Audi. Audi. Why Audi. can't I say Audi? It? The Audi. car. The car. Goodbye. I'm leaving, or I'm out of here. I'm Audi. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they spell it like the car. It's it should be O U T T I E. Yeah. Why do they really need a definition for hottie? Gorgeous girl or babe? In case you're 75 years uh, old reading this. I guess. Uh, uh, my man can be a hottie as well. I know. That's why I'm saying it's um, not. A man I've... can be a babe. Listen, Gavin Rostell, yeah. total hottie. Or was in 1995. He still is. Is he? I haven't seen him since his appearance in the bling ring. Well, he which... was in the bling ring? He was briefly in it, right? He played Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! It was really a weird casting decision, but weird. who am I to argue with Sophia? That's like when people cast Billy Ray Cyrus and things. It's like what? <laughs> the only thing I've ever remember seeing Billy Ray Cyrus and that I was like, "Huh?" was Mulholland Drive. Is he on Hannah Montana? I've never, yes. I've never watched an episode. He's your dad. Montana. He's the dad. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, but he was in Mulholland Drive. Yeah, he was in that. He. I believe he showed up in Degrassi, The Next Generation, believe it or not. Would he have been a series regular on Mulholland Drive if it had been picked up? Absolutely. Oh, was, I think he would he have. Was, totally. Like the driver or something? What was he? I forget. He was not the driver. No. He was someone that was... No, I'm sorry. He was. I was thinking he was a driver in Degrassi. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> a, lim- a limo driver. No. I, I All I remember in Mulholland Drive was he was playing the, the wife... Of the he he was the lover of the wife of oh, the director yeah. is that right that Justin Thoreau right. played like he showed up at home and Billy Ray was there yeah yeah anyway, Any, anyway. I didn't mean to sidetrack us with that shit <sighs> whatever hey uh I don't understand Mulholland Drive I'm just gonna say it I well you should have come to my sophomore or junior year communications class presentation on semiotics. In Mulholland Drive, <laughs> that I gave an evangel. Oh you God. gave this at evangel? Yeah, that's nuts. A movie that was forbidden from campus. Yeah, I, and I showed clips. I don't even remember. Oh my God! I, I guarantee you, whatever presentation I was giving was complete bullshit, the, uh, based on theories that I had pulled off like the Rotten Tomatoes forum. <laughs> but, yeah. but, the only thing I, I remember about I passed the class. I loved Mulholland Drive, even though I don't know that I understood it, much in the same way that I don't know what really happened in Lost Highway, which is my favorite no one knows. David Lynch movie. No one understands any of his movies. No. I hate to break it to or, anyone. Or his show. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the show. But uh, the most memorable thing in Mulholland Drive was that scene that still scares me whenever, I can't remember who it is, but someone's walking like towards a towards a garbage dumpster. We know. And then this, this, this is the clip I showed with the old people. No, or, with, no, with like the monster the, thing. The, the guy that man. the garbage man that jumps out. Man. He's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, terrifying, terrifying. That That's was one of the things that I explained, which what I guarantee I don't remember, and whatever I said was bullshit. Okay, that's Sounds how you right. do it. It's college, baby. I mean, that's how I got through all my English courses. I'm just like, fuck. Who cares? Just I mean, prove me, prove me wrong, Mister uh, Mister Keller. <laughs> like he couldn't do it. He won't watch the movie, so he can't. Yeah, he's he's not allowed to. He'd Mm-mm. get in trouble. He would totally be fired. Okay, so there is a definition of a word that is totally not PC, but was used a lot probably in the 80s and 90s. Um, and you say probably like it absolutely wasn't, just normal. 
Oh, I mean, it was. Um, they yeah. say, and I know that I used this, uh, tard, which is English from retard, and it means insensitive, stupid, or childish person. So, so you, I'm just surprised that I don't know why I'm surprised that it's that in person here. is so insensitive. They're a real tard. <laughs> really? That's what they're gonna give us the definition? Yeah, it's like a slur. Definition of how it was used? Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was strange that it was in there and very much of its time like you would, i mean in, there's no way it, that it's it's like when you watch bill and ted it's excellent the first one and they have slurs where you're like oh i, I, I forgot that uh that this was in this nice or teen wolf or something they were, like, I, they were using the r slur in movies up until the 2000s and beyond like it re- I think I feel like I would, it was two years ago and it became. I would not guess. I was gonna say. I would guess you could watch a 2015 movie. Yeah, and you it's could. Still in there. And I mean, I think if there's still like period pieces, like kids would still use it. Like if a no, movie they did was in, set in the in 80s. Mid, mid 90s. Like they say, they use all the slurs, but that's yeah. fine say gay because and those stuff. kids absolutely would have. Well, not just the other the oh, other so slurs, the like, worse ones. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's how. But, but that's, everybody that's exactly talks. how people talk then, so it's fine yeah. to use it in the movie. I think. I mean, it's. It's wrong, but it's also accurate. Right. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 If, if you want period authenticity. That, <laughs> yeah. That is, that is how was the time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, I had a friend who used gay as an, you know, as a way to uh, say something was stupid. Yeah. Like, oh, you like, I don't know. Oh, you like Bush? That's you like so gay. Also, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, a, you like an attractive singer? That one has come full circle. Now it's like on, on Twitter, Zoomers be like... Oh, um, I love. I don't even know what Zoomers like. What do they like? Billy Eilish. They like. They like. They like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Yes, what they that's like. true. I love. They'll. They'll say I love WAP because it's so gay, and then they'll go on a thing about how it's. Uh, you know, it's LGBT. Actually, what I'm saying is they'll use it as a. Never mind. They're using it as a positive. Yes, yes. today it's yeah. a positive. In the nineties, well, it was a negative. Eh, but also, I would say even shows like Community that were trying to ironically do it, people now use the like the Kim Jong that's good, like that kind of thing. Oh yeah, they they still use it as a majority of all the time. Like, yeah, people use that. Yeah, yeah but no one I know says that. It's just a gif. <laughs> oh, the long... gif. Oh, I yeah, thought you said GIF, people who were still saying that. Yeah. No, people. If if you use it in a gif, then it's not a slur. I think. yeah well i don't know how accurate that is but anyway uh josh let's rate this thing and get it over with let's do it oh oh yeah the five this is the best this is one of the best works of oh the book oh yeah we're not uh, doing the movie two sorry sorry two i think Uh, i gave the book three because i wasn't maybe i gave it three i wasn't sure how to review a novelization i i think if As sucks, I was reading it, it, it reminded me so much of the movie that it was hard because it's a fucking novelization. So I just right. saw my friends, my friends share, and <laughs> my and... friend Elton, <laughs> <laughs> like my buddy, the guy that shaves uh, uh, his head, Murray. In the bathroom. Murray. Yeah. Murray. Wait, who was the friend? I'm trying to think of his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I think I had a hard time like giving it a bad review because I love the movie so much. So uh, I gave the book three stars, and the movie gets, um, I'm sorry, three hooves, and the movie gets nine million hooves. Wow. That's correct. That's yeah. a big horse. It, it gets the whole glue factory. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> sorry, Elmers. You no longer own it. Yeah, love it. So, Josh. Okay. 
I left the book that we're doing next at the store. No! Yeah. I just realized that. Okay. Well, our next book is the... Speaking of incest. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I haven't read the book, so I don't know what it's oh, about. No. It's not about incest. I hate to break okay. it to you. It is the Summer of Mrs. McGregor. I thought we were doing an incest theme this month. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some... Do you want to re-read re- Flowers in the Attic? Oh, yeah. I forgot. We've already done that. <laughs> We did two months of incest. Actually, I do want to say that we have gotten, since I promised if we get five more write-ups, five more reviews, that we will read My Sweet Audrina. And I think we have gotten three since I posted that. So Delete your reviews. Delete your reviews. Two People, more reviews. We got to get on this. I don't want to go back we'll to the read attic. My sweet, it's not in the attic. I think it'll get us listens. So I, I... mentally, mentally, I oh, have to go back to the attic. It is, it is traumatizing. But I think it's also the last book she might have actually written. Picture uh, lost gif of Jack, me as Jack. But I'm saying <laughs> we don't have to go back. God, it's a labored joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh... let me explain the semiotics behind this horrible joke. <laughs> so. Um, what I'm saying is you just need to write two more reviews. So thank you, Carly, for writing us a review that's getting us uh, closer to our goal of My Sweet Audrina. Sorry, not Josh. not my goal. <laughs> not my goal. I think it uh, could be fun to revisit VC. It's been a while. It's been a whole year. Don't you miss her a little bit? No, I don't. <laughs> it, if, it, it's the opposite. My heart has grown less fond. Mm, reading reading all these other better things or watching them i guess <laughs> has, has made me uh think of how horrible the vc enders universe was at the library the other day i saw some book that was like a, the, a tv show tie-in cover to some series based on vc andrews mm-hmm. uh, i think it's like dark angel or angel or something it's like there is so much media shit spun off of this i guess it's whoever owns the rights is just selling them like crazy if if anyone unrelated to that if anyone was interested in uh if you're really interested in media tie-in books i have a ton of charmed books <laughs> sitting in my young adult section that i need someone to come by i feel like those should have are any an of them good maybe we should read one charmed no <laughs> it was about teen witches Were they i'm teens? not a, i'm not a, I'm not a witch guy. Witches are in the... But wait, were they teens or were they young? They were like adults. Okay. I don't know why I have it in the young adult section. Probably just because there's more space for it. I feel like young adults It was definitely aimed at teen girls. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I I think everything on the CW. Yeah. Or any of those. Youth-oriented network. Totally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So go buy some charm books from Josh. Was anyone in the Seventh Heaven family a, a secret witch? Um, I would have liked. I would have watched that season if there was an arc of Jessica Biel has become a witch <laughs> and the, the the father's mad. I will say that I got strangely addicted to Seventh Heaven my freshman year in college because we did not pay for cable. We had one channel or maybe two that were actually decent that we could get in, and I would come home from my eight a.m. history course and I had an hour break until my. Time to get baked in Next Seventh course. Heaven. And I would just eat Pop-Tarts and watch Seventh Heaven. And I was I... usually late to my next class. It was the IDS course. And I was usually late to it because I had to finish Seventh Heaven. So I would have liked it if one time you came back to your dorm and there was an MTV camera crew and it was my strange addiction watching Seventh <laughs> Heaven every day and being late for class. Number one, that's TLC. Oh, whatever. I don't know. 
<laughs> Fine, MTV True Life. I watched Netflix. For an hour. If any Netflix execs are listening, I need more My Strange Addiction episodes up on your streaming app, please. I've gone through them all, and yeah, I, this quarantine we have been watching a lot of addi- of trash TV. I need specifically this one and Hoarders. Too. Not not me. I'm just watching a great art about incest. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, kids, we recommend you watch Clueless, Spanking the Monkey. Um, like we don't recommend Spanking the Monkey. We do recommend no. The Color Wheel. Uh, color Wheel. I'm going to recommend just revisit Flowers in the Attic. I think it's a classic in the genre of incest. Uh, okay, the, so, the incest genre. So so what are we reading that is not about? It's about Mrs. McGregor having a hot, mm-hmm. a hot girl summer, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, sure. I mean, okay, here's all I know about it. Mm-hmm. Is it is a woman named Mrs. McGregor. Mm-hmm. She is like sunbathing, and there's like a little girl bringing her lemonade or something on the cover, or <laughs> like kind of kneeling at her at her beach chair where she's sunbathing. Mm-hmm. Like anything else I can do for you, Mrs. M? I feel like that cover is very misleading because, well, I don't want to spoil the book for you, but it's not okay. a woman, Mrs. McGregor. Mrs. McGregor? No, not a woman. What? Wait till you read it. I mean, it's it's Mrs. McGregor. It's not an adult woman. If that makes sense, why would they but have the title spoil. of Mrs. It's a kid you need to, be... to read the like book? She looks like she's in her late thirties. Well, the cover. I don't think the author had any say in how the cover was presented. Okay. Also, it's written by Betty Wren Wright, who I believe normally writes um, like supernatural fiction. If oh. I remember correctly, is Mrs. McGregor a witch? No. I wish I could look up stuff on my phone, but I can't because that's what we used to record. Um, but yeah, I, I think I read like her spooky stuff, but I could be confusing her with another author, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Anyway. Okay, well, I guess I'll get started on reading it. Yeah, so that's our next book is The Summer of Mrs. McGregor. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add, Josh. No, I'm good. I'm, I am wearing a Clueless t-shirt and Clueless ah. socks. <laughs> oh, Jessica's not wearing... Jessica wore her Clueless shirt yesterday. Yeah. And then we, uh, I postponed recording, but we did watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Check out other podcasts on the Ox Network, like Shelf Life, and my other podcast about music called Discographology. We're doing some real cool stuff right now. They should do Hole. Yeah, well, and I should guest on every episode as the world's biggest Hole fan. To- we're totally <laughs> not accurate. Totally You're not even the biggest it. one in the 417 area. Oh my gosh, this really hurts. Yeah, don't, don't. Josh discovered grunge yesterday and has never heard a Nirvana album, but is now. I've never the heard a Nirvana album. Not going to listen to it. Not a poser. Don't don't like to be mainstream. I'm more of a Pearl Only Jam guy. Underground. Underground. Yeah, underground. Underground stuff like Pearl Jam and Hole. You know the indie bands. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, um, follow us on Instagram. We are at Are You There Pod. Rate and review and subscribe on all of your podcatchers. Five star it and write a little review if you like it. Two so. more to get Josh to my sweet Audrey. Write a review that says, I don't want to hear any more VC Andrews. This does not count <laughs> towards that. We may take those into account. But anyway, um, until next time, see you later, horse girls. Bye.